0: So here's the story. Neil Rogers is out sick. Please don't call. George Rodriguez is also out sick. Please don't call. Sports Radio 560 QAM presents the best of Neil Rogers. Enjoy, sit back, and please do not call.
1: Don't get in that Mercedes. Princess I we're begging please. Paparazzi's coming after you. You're going to crash into a wall. No more rich guys for you.
2: Princess Di is gone. Oh,
1: Princess Di. Princess I is gone. She's really gone. Going into a tunnel. Hello, Walt.
3: Here's Miami. Hello.
1: Hey, New
4: York. Great, sir. Yeah, I want to talk about the, the princess die thing. Princess die. Uh, <laughs>
1: yes, sir. You're right about what you're Are you, saying. are you shook up about it, sir?
4: No, no, I'm really shook up about it, man. Uh, the thing is, um, how can people say, oh, the, the two kids are gonna be back because they're gonna be motherless? You know how many mothers, as you said, uh, millions of mothers, um, die on kids that are like, say, uh, crab babies and things like that. Right. And they go to and the die.
3: They in poverty, who wind up out on the streets having to peddle themselves and wind up as drug addicts and live until maybe they're 18 years old, and then they wind up getting killed or, or croaked. And these kids are going to be multimillionaires. The one kid is going to be the king. The other one will probably be the queen. And I mean, wh- what are we talking about? And everybody's all upset about these poor boys.
1: What's going to happen to them? Oh, poor Wills and poor Harry.
3: I'm telling you, we're talking about demented people, sir. You're it's right. one thing for the British to be silly, because they can't help it. But why do we have to try? to be as silly as they are.
4: You're right. You're right. You know how many kids go through foster care? Right. Like seven homes, man, like in five or six years. Thank God
3: for you, sir. Thank God for somebody's uh, got a brain.
4: And the thing is, you can't escape it, especially like here in Miami. You can't escape it. Channel 7 has it, Channel 10, Live update at 5 o'clock, Live update at 5.01 p.m., you know, you can't escape that.
3: And, and even now, even now, like on MSNBC, oh, let's have some more updates about the royal family and about here's here's a Spencer, he's a charging admission, he's getting it all set up for people to come see the gravesite. Give it a rest already. We don't care, okay? We don't care. And, and if also, we do care, we shouldn't care.
4: And also I want to say one thing, new Santana from Pierce Leigh, the Antichrist.
3: Okay. <laughs> Pierce Leigh, that's where we get all those faxes from. But this is a good guy, though, who actually knew what the hell he was talking about, which don't happen too often in this town.
5: Oh, come on. Look at what, you, what you stop. Stop!
3: Cut the crap already.
1: Goodbye, England's Rose. May you ever
6: grow in our hearts. You were the greatest place
7: Are you sure? we'
6: lives with
7: torn apart.
1: <laughs> you called out to our country. And you whispered. Love and pain, now you belong to heaven, and the stars fell out your name.
3: Let's just go meet the spice girls and screw him, okay? Daddy. Yeah, Daddy, can we go meet the spice girls? Daddy's too busy screwing the spice girls. He don't have time for you guys to meet have the you spice, seen what spice he girls. Is okay? What? You've seen what he is screwing. Oh yes. She's a real beaut. Well, uh, and look at him. Like yeah, I said, thank God he's got those ears to keep him out. He might the fall in.
8: Can get any ass he wants. In if fact, so if you that. read
3: the book, The Royals, you know, when he was uh, a little bit older than he should have been to find out about what uh, sex was all about, which he didn't really uh, understand how it worked. And uh, Philip told him, just pretend you're uh, riding a rocking horse. Seriously. This was when he was in his 20s, Charles, with the big ears, Dumbo with the ears. Uh, just pretend you're riding a rocking horse. Seriously. You've got to read that book. I mean, it's a big book, but you will, see, you will pee in your pants, like the queen mum. She's sitting up there one day, and uh, she picks up the phone to call downstairs for all the uh, guys that she wants uh, her drink, uh, a real drunk, a lush, like most of the royal family. And uh, she's ringing and ringing, and they're not answering down there, the servants. And she finally picks up the intercom, and she says, when you queens down there get through uh, talking and uh, doing whatever you're doing, this old queen up here would like a drink. Not that there are any queens in Buckingham Palace except Elizabeth and the Queen Mum, of course. Right. Anyway, <laughs> oh, by the way, we got a special message for our, all of our 85 sales managers upstairs. Go sell some spots. Don't come down here in Hawk Georgia, China, and try to, uh, you know, like yesterday when I had my bad experience, which I'm not going to talk about on the air with a former sponsor whom I will never, ever endorse again, and I hope never to be involved with again, who screwed me over so badly that I'm still in shock. In fact, I'm debating even telling the story on the air, which I just might do. If the anger uh, surfaces again, which has subsided, but it just might come back, thinking about it. Why is it that almost everywhere we go, George, there's like too many chiefs and not enough Indians? Everybody's got a title. It was the same way at Cox, the same way at Paxson. They had a 100 million people with titles. Nobody to get anything done, but everybody had a title. For example,
1: Roy. Yeah,
3: there was a good example. Chief asshole. But, uh, yeah, they come down yesterday and go out and sell some spots. Do something constructive. I heard Hank talking yesterday, and rightfully so, by the way. Hank has had the only numbers on the station until I came here. for God only knows how long. And uh, they're running PSAs in afternoon drive. Go get them, Hank. Stick it to them. We got two open lines if you move quickly now for whatever it is you want. If you think that big guys have larger penises than small guys, if you're a woman out there that found that Oriental guys, Asian guys, excuse me, Asian guys are hung like butterflies but a lot better in bed than Jerry Sarner, whatever it might be, which could be said for almost anybody I would think. Boy, is he a putz, huh? Is he a major putz or what? He is, he could be. I'm trying to think all the different stations I've worked at in this, 22 years in this town. All the different, you know, good people, assholes, in between, marginal people, uh, here's my, Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir.
1: How are you doing? I'm a converted spick from Catholicism to atheism. And, uh, yeah, and I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm a psychology student at FIU. Yes, sir. And we were studying, you know, like, that's a psychological necessity for most people because they can't really cope with the final
3: Most people are emotional cripples, correct, sir. Well,
1: they can't cope with the finality of death and just accept it. And uh-huh. I think if everybody would just put down these stupid Bibles and really educate themselves in the university, maybe we could come up with cures for cancer and AIDS and... And, but that's another story. There wouldn't
3: be one person going hungry in this world. There wouldn't be one unborn baby. There wouldn't be, uh, 90% of the misery and tragedy in the world today if all of the funds that are used to subsidize religious horse crap were diverted into useful means we could probably cure cancer and AIDS and uh, muscular dystrophy and multiple sclerosis and every other disease in the world we would eliminate all these uh, flu viruses because we could put all that money to great use in research but instead it's the Lord's work and the Lord needs your money and of course as soon as somebody tells you the Lord needs your money that means scam rip off, run like a son of a bitch.
1: Well I have a question for you don't you think this uh, Trinity broadcasting thing don't you think that's kind of dangerous in this country? What
3: do you mean kind of dangerous?
1: Don't you think I think it's like spreading these people. It's, it's, legali-
3: it. it's legalized thievery, is what it is. So they're allowing these people to go on the air. First of all, they buy up all these licenses, number one. Right. I told you, I saw Paul Crotch in the hotel in right. Rome last time right. I was there. God only knows what he, maybe he's buying the Vatican. And
8: right. they put
3: all these channels on the air, and then they go on there and they lie and they beg and they, you know, they scare the hell out of all these old, lonely, desperate people and they fleece them from their money. And no matter how many Jim and Tammy Bakers or Jimmy Swaggart's come along, there's another bunch of these uh, grave robbers and Benny Hinn and Benny Hanna right. and all these guys <laughs> to replace them with all this fakery and quackery, and nobody wants to talk about it. And these stupid, stupid, pathetic people, the same ones who are sending in their uh, ordering all these magazines from Ed McMahon and uh, Dick Clark, they're the ones that are, uh, exactly, they're sending all their money in.
1: There was a guy yesterday at FIU, he was an evangelist, and he was out in the... Uh you know, there's a grassy knoll out there and he was telling all of us Oh,
3: he was the one on the grassy right. knoll.
1: He was he was telling all of us in the fraternity that, that we're all going to hell and that we're masturbating uh derelicts and that all the girls in the sororities were whores. Let I I me mean,
3: ask you something. If there were a god, which there is not, but if there were and he didn't want people to masturbate, why'd he make their arms so long?
1: <laughs> so we can reach it.
3: Yeah, exactly. All right, Neil. Have a great day, pal.
1: Bye.
3: Reminds me back in the old IOD days when I was on uh, with Mr. Eagle. Way back in those boring on that other station. WIOD. Oh, I hate that station. And there was this minister that uh, I'm forgetting whether Mr. Eagle had him on as a guest or I had him. I know he was on for part of my show. And he comes on there and oh well, he's uh, he's saving it. You know, we hear of women saving sex for their wedding night, but when these guys come on, they say they're saving it, like maybe in a jar, in a little bottle, in a test tube. I didn't know it eroded. They're saving it, yeah. And uh, so he claimed he had never had any sex. This is a guy who's like 28 to 30 years old. Another fruitcake, no doubt. Another one of these ministers. And about how masturbation is evil and sex out of wedlock is evil and anything to do with sex is evil. And claims that he never had a sexual experience. And I said, well, then if, if you don't know what it's like, which is a physical impossibility, basically, then why do you want to have it? Why do you want to get married and have sex? Oh, uh, and he just kept squirming around the chair. And I think, quite frankly, squirt, squirt. he had a little experience right there in the seat. Or was that Randy? I'm sorry. Here's a mobile in Davy. Hello.
1: How you doing, Neil? Okay. Great. Uh,
0: great. Great to have you back. Um, I'm, I'm from Davie. Uh, I'm not from Davie, but I live in Davie. I'm a law student. And I didn't know if you saw on the uh, news a couple nights ago about strip clubs moving into Davie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what, what, what do you, what's your take on what's that? What's wrong
3: with that? That's the best thing that ever happened to Davie. Uh, get I'm, some of those cowboys out of the house.
1: Get them away from their houses. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I got no problem with it. What you, I mean, I don't know. I just, oh, uh, whole, Listen, this whole business that ever since I've been here and from uh, years after they stick my ass in the ground, the same crap will be going on here where they're, like, suing to move this uh, adult bookstore out of this neighborhood and this tra- topless uh, club. Who gives a crap, for Christ's sakes? The people that want to go there will go there and have a good time, and the All people right. that don't want to go there won't be dragged in there. And, of course, I say make them closer to the churches because then the guys will have less, uh, you know, to travel, They'll have a yeah, shorter I- distance to travel.
0: I just know that the the Davy residents here, I know they're, they're disputing it. They just, you know, they're, they're fighting it. They don't want to keep yeah. them in there. Well, I think know? they're
3: a little sheepish is their problem in Davy. Right. If you get that's right. my drift. Have a great day, pal. Thanks a Okay, on, I'll see you at the bookstore. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 5670560. It's like uh, they make them put the – this is my favorite part. It doesn't happen only here, but here and all over the state of Florida, I guess, many places in this constipated country. They make them put the doors back on the booths, the video booths in adult uh, establishments. Because, God forbid, somebody might be doing something in there. Now, what do you think they're doing in there, okay, you idiots? Why do you think the guy with the uh, the mop keeps going back in there every 20 minutes? What do you think they're doing in there? Are they bothering you because they're doing something in there? Maybe they don't have the privacy at home with the VCR, which maybe mommy and the kids are watching Disney does uh, Debbie or whatever it might be. Oh, God, they might be doing something. I mean, they're in there all alone. They made sure they put cast aluminum uh, steel walls or whatever it is so nobody can drill any glory holes in there so no fags get into each other. So, uh, fine, build a brick waller to make sure nobody's doing anybody else. But, God, take the uh, doors off the uh, stalls there because somebody might be doing something in there. I mean, we're talking Stone Age, baby. We're talking embarrassing. And then all you yahoos of, well, what do you think? Oh, you think it's really, yeah, those topless clubs? What a bunch of assholes. Uh, they're not really gonna put one of those adult bookstores over there in Davie, are they? Your horses will get all upset. And of course, when the horses pop one of those, <laughs> wow, that, looks just like Zoltan.
8: Davie's a perfect place for a strip club. Of so course! We'll have far to drive then. Bunch of
3: cold. rednecks. Rednecks love, uh, porno and perversion. What's wrong with that? That was wrong with that.
8: They're the industry. industry. Nashville man. Tattooed.
3: Nashville. Oh, by the way, one of the uh, backdoor boys has tattoos, which I find very bizarre, since they're all talking about God and Jesus, and they're so religious and born like again. A
8: rose on his ankle or something?
3: Yeah, he's got a rose on his uh hose, is what I heard. That's the rumor. And uh, he's got a picture of Nick on his wall.
6: Anyway I've, got, uh, an pic- anyway, I've
3: got an Anyway, I got an amazing thing. And you don't even know. I didn't even tell you. I've been here for an hour and uh, some odd minutes and I didn't even tell George how amazing this thing was. A major miracle, which it's too bad it's not a sponsor. We could sell 10 million of these by noon today. You know that thing you gave me on uh, Friday? George, quit talking to those assholes and listen to me. That thing you gave me on Friday for my nose? That patch. Do you have other, do, do we uh, know what those are called? I don't hear anything you're saying. No.
8: How about now? There you go. We had a power outage over the weekend, so I had to reset everything.
3: Hey, listen, don't start getting picky with technical stuff with this company, okay?
8: I forgot to look at your nose Get morning. them a was, two uh, tin
3: cans and a string. That's their idea of broadcasting with this outfit. It's really uplifting to see that Greg Reed down here before we start the show every day. Is that going to be like a regular thing? Just uh, go sell something, okay? Like the station would be good. But at any rate, that uh, that strip, now what do you call that thing?
8: You're a poor perfect strip.
3: Valerie Bore or Pavel Bore?
8: Poor perfect strip.
3: Poor,
7: Poor perfect,
8: perfect strip. And, and where do you get those? Like Can, you yeah. yes. Can you, you buy them out. in the? Can you buy
3: them in the drugstore?
8: Oh yeah.
7: yeah.
3: A miracle. Now this is not for everybody. Women, I would think probably most of them don't need it because women no, are constantly. Who, huh? That's
8: what they made it for. Why? Because, trust me, they've been scouring for 100 years with Buff Puff or uh, something like that to try to get the blackheads off. They just don't want you to think that they get
3: But what I was going to say is women tend to be much more into cosmetic, uh, taking care of their pores and all that crap. Whereas men, especially as we get older with that W.C. Fields bulbous nose look, you know, and you start. And, of course, I'm not even aware of it because, you you know, you look in the mirror every day. Ah, who wants to look at this when you're shaving? And that's as much as you want to see because it ain't getting any better, believe me. And you start getting those little blackheads in the uh, pores of your nose. You didn't even look at my nose today, mister.
8: Not today, no. It's
3: beautiful. It's a lovely nose.
8: So nice and pink. The
3: only, the only thing, well, you can feel it with your finger, too, and the nose as well.
8: I bet yours felt like sandpaper.
3: Oh, it. but the grossest thing you will ever see in your life is when you peel that thing off of there and you look at the inside, and,
5: oh, Jesus, God, <laughs> Oh, that came out of my nose.
8: Looks like iron nails.
3: Yes, exactly. Exactly, it looks like little iron nails on the other side of this tape adhesive thing that you put over your nose and all that schmutz has been clogging the pores. I bet you it would be real good on your rectum too. It could be good on all kinds of body parts where you got all those things in the pores of your skin that have been accumulating for years and centuries and forever. Carol City, hello?
1: Yeah got a spy report, Neil. Yes. I thought you'd hit on it already because it was in the Sun Sentinel yesterday.
3: You thought I'd hit on it already? I'm uh, talking about important things like uh, crab.
1: <laughs>
3: hit on it already.
1: Okay. On the opinion page on the letters to the editor in the Sun Sentinel? Yes. It says, I'll bring it to you because i got to come out here today. Yes. Neil Rogers, a sign. Okay. The high popularity and pay of smutologist Neil Rogers. Now, wait a
3: minute. This is a letter or an a editor.
1: A letter to the editor. Yes. High popularity and pay of smutologist Neil Rogers indicate that the moral level of South Florida needs a lift, and it's signed, Rabbi Samuel M. Silver, Boca Raton. Oh,
9: you have to be kidding me. Nope,
1: it's Look in there. The more, more for I publicity,
3: okay, you obnoxious uh, asshole. So what are those things called again, those strips? Biore. How how you be spelling that?
8: B-I-O-R-E with an, uh, an accent, with an accent.
3: With an acento? Oh, this isn't a spic thing, is it?
8: No, it's a French thing.
3: Oh, that makes it even worse. Well, the French would be good for something before we put them all in the ovens. What yeah. Most
8: of the blackheads in the world are.
3: Most of the pimpleheads pimple are the frogs, yeah. Know,
8: so that's a uh, booming business over there.
3: Because I don't know of any other way to get that crap out. You can't no, squeeze without, it
8: out. Well, you can. Oh,
3: bad. No, yes, bad news. When in doubt, don't insane. squeeze it out. Because you would, once you do that, then it opens up and you get all well, horrible
8: blood uh, vessels when you do that. Exactly. It looks and like
3: uh, Ted Kennedy or W.C. Fields are both on a bad day. But this stuff in 10 minutes just uh, magically pulls it all out. And you can see the difference. You look in the mirror, and not only that, but my nose feels smooth instead of like an old uh, brownie hound. I mean, my nose feels really smooth now. It's beautiful. Uh, you just want to sit there and keep rubbing it. And your nose, too. I'm, I'm telling you. You, like, you no, feel was the difference. I just excited.
8: The wife brought it home, and I said, what the hell is this crap? And she said, stick it on. You know, shut up and stick it on.
1: Yeah,
3: she said,
8: stick it up,
3: yeah, and it works like a charm. Which, by the way, that frozen finger... I'm telling you, you can laugh all you want. That's the greatest thing that happened. Even my feet feel pretty good today. Oh, that frozen finger just ten minutes in your Rectum. and you're like in heaven. It felt like a finger anyway. Now, let's just do a health show now, okay? Oh, so anyway, speaking of religious fanatics, which I will get to this Mormon letter today with this fax, if it's a I've been threatening for a week, the last thing I do. What a story this is. A very good friend of mine who has a business partner who's one of these born-again Christians, you know, one of these guys who's had all kinds of problem drinking problems and all kinds of other problems. At any rate, another one of these good born-again Christians who gets very offended by this show. So this guy goes to one of these church group things where I guess these people are like such misfits, they won't let them into a regular church. Maybe they can't afford to contribute or they're too cheap. So they have one of these church meeting things. I think at Piper High they hold their meetings, which I don't know what they're doing there, but on the weekend. So each one gets up, and they make some spiel. So one of the guys gets up, and he makes a spiel, that he listens to this radio station because he's a sports guy. He likes sports, and he came across this show, of course, by accident. All these people have so many radio accidents in this town. We ought to have, like, Blue Cross and Blue Shield just for the audience, not for real accidents, just for alleged radio accidents. So he hears this show, and we played this particular bit, which I'm going to play in a second. And he was so upset when he heard it, he was on his knees in a matter of moments. And I bet he's got a lot of practice at that, too, by the way. Which bit do you think it was that got him upset?
8: Christ Almighty Motors?
3: Worse.
7: Do you ever wish that your family and friends knew their Bible verses better? Well, I have the answer to your prayers. From the makers of You Sank My Martyr comes a game the whole family can enjoy, crucifixion. Crucifixion is not just fun to play, but it forces everyone to know their Bible. And it's easy to play First, someone picks a word or phrase from the Bible, and the rest of the group takes turns trying to spell it. But be careful. If you pick a wrong letter, your little Jesus doll gets nailed. Um,
5: I'll take a guess. Um, how about a kid?
7: Nope. Sorry, Billy.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, Jesus.
7: After three nails and one spear to the chest, everyone loses. But don't worry, in three days you can play again. So run down to your local Crucifixion toy store and grab up your very own copy of Crucifixion. Why not play tonight? comes with a small Jesus doll, nails, and a tiny spirit. Fake blood, wooden cross, and hammer not included. Crucifixion, a product of Trinity Brothers.
3: Did he say the hammer's not included? (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Yeah, mildly amusing. So anyway, this guy's all bent out of shape because he's got no sense of humor, and he was on his knees, and he was praying, and, oh, he wishes that uh, God would strike me down, et cetera, and so on. Maybe it was those hemorrhoids. Maybe that was my penalty for being such a heathen bastard and telling the truth and telling people to stop being such a bunch of Neanderthals. Oh, and by the way, you notice that Pope ain't looking too good these days. Oh, brother, he's starting to look like Janet Reno, although he dresses better than she does, but nevertheless. Yeah, he's like uh, this. He eats his pizza at Shakey's, not at La Trattoria. Oh, he's looking really bad. And of course, you know that the next one they're going to bring in, there isn't going to be some uh, marginal fat Polak. It's going to be a real Nazi bastard this time that probably is kin to Pope Pius twelfth and was good buddies with Hitler. Oh, well, this guy's buddies with uh, with uh, Arafat and he's coming to see Castro if he lives that long. What a joke that is. Uh, what do all you spicks out there think about that? Your Pope is well, there coming to visit Fidel. Huh? Maybe he's going to die. put something in his beard. <laughs>
5: Oh, my God. You call that a
3: penis? Oh, God, what a thought. Well, you know, I wonder, just like with the Scottish, you know, you wonder if they wear anything under the bagpipes. What about those priests and those cardinals, man, under those uh, lovely skirts they wear? Here's South Miami. Hello. Hello.
1: Yes, sir. Dale. Yes. Yeah, what do you think of this uh, Paula Jones uh, thing with Fletcher? Uh, Get out
3: of here with Paula Jones. Call up Lardass Limbaugh. Call up Dr. Laura. I'm on here, see what I mean? That's why this thing with these phone calls, in this town especially, forget it. I'm on here for half an hour talking about everything from fixing up your nose to your ass to everything in between to these religious nuts who are all bent out of shape because they have no sense of humor and because they're so stupid they believe all this garbage. I'm going to tell you, all you young people out there, your parents lied to you, okay? They lied a lot. I've been telling you this for 20-some years, and I'm never going to stop telling you because nobody's got the balls to tell you this except me. They lied because they were not because they're bad necessarily, although they might be, but because they were brainwashed and so they felt it was incumbent upon them to brainwash you. And from one generation to another, the brainwashing never stops. So our our motto of the show today is better to wash your nose than to wash your uh, brain.
8: Well, it's real difficult to tell your kids that you've been an idiot your whole life. Just stick
3: Pavel Bury on your nose, and when in doubt, he'll suck out those blackheads on there. Well, he is a little androgynous looking, you know. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello,
9: Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, is this Miami or Fort Lauderdale? I'm in Miami. Well,
3: wherever you are, well, look around. If there's a lot of guys with guns, it's probably Miami. Okay. No, I'm
9: here.
1: I just wanted to say the. If it uh, looks like
3: there's a big crack problem in the highway. Then it's probably Miami. Hey, I hope that. If be... the mayor's running around with a bandana around his forehead, screaming pa 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 that's probably Miami.
9: Okay. The, I just hope that Rebbe is listening up in Boca. The the thing that came out over the weekend Holy. from Israel. Yeah. That the uh, the head Rebbe of the Orthodox Church there, uh, as enlightened as they are, said
1: that they're allowed to pick their boogers on the Sabbath. They can't cut their hair. Or they can't... All right. And but, on... uh, but are
3: they allowed to chew? That's the obvious question. Uh, but
1: I mean, are is... they allowed
3: to chew? Uh, chew?
1: This is the monumental decisions these guys are making. And yeah. I, I, I'm seeing now they got problems in Israel. This is like their head rabbi. Is and, that, of course,
3: their... we really need our rabbis to tell us whether we can pick our nose or not, right? <laughs> Next they're going to be telling us whether we can pick the seeds out of our Rectum. on Shabbos or not, huh?
1: This is on CNN this morning, man. Oh, I couldn't God. believe it. I couldn't believe it.
3: Yeah, I can believe it.
1: So hammer them all day long. Hammer them? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay. Right, Neil. Have a great day, pal. And daigazund.
3: It's all a bunch of Bubba okay? Bubba 13 years old. I'm getting private tutoring for my bar mitzvah, and this Rebbe who's 87 years old, Mr. Batinsky, he tells me, and this man was a great scholar of all religions, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Koran, bu- books that haven't been written yet, Bubba that haven't been invented yet. And he says, it's all Bubba It's all a bunch of fairy tales. And I looked at him, and I said, And that was the end of that. And thank God for that. Thank
1: God for at
3: least uh, having the last uh, 13, uh, 42 years of my life without being encumbered by all of that religious horse crap. I was watching And then they show this thing, Jane Robolo, that's her name on CBS this morning. And they have to encumber us with her wedding, which nobody cares. And, yes, I did turn the channel, taking my own advice. But why are they doing that? But the one thing that was the most disturbing about her wedding was that it gave us another opportunity to see they're in the church. They're walking around with all these these things, these uh, miters, what do they call those things? Uh, the cross on a stick? What do they call that thing? Yeah, it's a cross on a stick. Oh, now that guy's going to get all upset again. He's going to go out and put those nails in the hammers right back up his uh, rectum. Right.
8: Did you see the sensors? Were they waving it?
3: The what? It's the titsus? Yeah, she was waving her titsus in the breeze. She was.
8: I didn't think the females wore titsus.
3: Some females have large titsus. But in her case, uh, Jane Robalo, I don't think so. Oh, you ought to see what she married, by the way. Whoo wee! Wow, they had to put that on the air. Man, this guy looked like her grandpa with one of those big mustaches. Must be loaded. Must have lots of money. But they showed all this uh, this archaic ceremony there in the church, and they're like haka in china, bada 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 And I'm thinking to myself,
5: well, what is with you people? How could you
3: be so stupid to participate in all of this hocus pocus, this nonsense that went out with knickers with the knickerbockers? And they are. They really are. God, what a business. We're all in the wrong business. You know, there's...
5: Neil, God.
3: Anyway, here's this fax that I've been threatening to read for days. Neil, I wanted you to know that thanks to you, I'm no longer a Mormon. Oh! After hearing so many callers regarding the Mormon church, and after my 20 years of being a staunch member of said church, I decided to do some major research, as in research in the church. Oh, and let me interrupt myself. This last night on the news, this is the ultimate... This is the ultimate in television insanity. To show you how crazy these people are, they've been showing the Pope, you know, staggering, and he almost fell down at Mass on Sunday, and he's like, uh, he's a breath away, a breath away from death. One good cup of tea, that'll be it, just like the previous Pope. One bad cup of tea, bada bing so on Channel 4, they slow-moed and freeze frame. They gave us an instant replay, like in a ball game. I swear to God, they showed him staggering, and then the uh, his boyfriend, whoever the other one is, reaching over, the guy with the dress, reaching over and grabbing him before his push hit the ground. Slow-mo and freeze-frame, instant freaking right. replay.
8: Did you see the Virgin Mary on the other side, ready to catch him?
3: No, she was handing out the wafers. At any rate. After hearing so many callers regarding the Mormon Church and after my 20 years of being a staunch member of said church, I decided to do some major research, says uh, this faxer. I started with the history of the Mormon Church and was shocked to discover that the first vision story, which the church bases its entire foundation on, never happened. They always claimed that Joe Smith saw God in Jesus Christ in 1820, yet there never appears a hint or trace of this occurrence either in any newspaper or church history or a secular historical record. And it only appears as an obvious afterthought in the year 1842. That's nothing. Joe Smith took credit for translating a book which was supposedly in Reformed Egyptian that only he understood, yet in 1978, when they gave this material to BYU Egyptologists, they were shocked to find that his translation was completely wrong. <laughs> How do you like that? The book they call Pearl of Great Price is where they came up with most of their false doctrine about the black race being inferior to whites. Brigham Young stated anyone mixing their blood with the black race will immediately be put to death. He must never have seen Malcolm. The black people will never be allowed to receive the priesthood and many other bullshot crap that's an insult to humanity. You know what the big guns of the church did when they found out that Joe Smith's translation was full of shot? They simply decided to allow the blacks to be given the priesthood. Old Brigham must have died again when that happened, he says. And the prophets of the church have never made a mention to the Mormon members about the false prophe- prophecies old Joe Schmo came up with from his sick imagination. And that was in uh, Palmyra, New York, wasn't it?
8: Does it name any of those prophecies?
3: There's so much more, but I won't bore you. But rest assured, the Mormon church is not the true church as it claims to be. Please be a prophet among the people and communicate to them. If anyone would be interested in finding out all the lies the church tells people to get them converted, just visit the Wicked Web and enter research on Mormonism. They will find URL after a URL filled with the truth about this diabolical cult. By the way, you can also find out about their funny underwear and secret rituals in the temples too. For example, did you know they changed blood atonement in their temple vows in the year 1900 thanks to a leak in the U.S. government? They actually used slits of throats of any traitors, defectors, adulterers, unbelievable. They used to do that and then of course it's, it slipped out. And the knife too.
8: It's a good thing no churches do that anymore.
3: Maybe OJ is a Mormon. And uh, so there it says, uh, happy new year to you and happy new life to me, thanks to you. I won't sign this for obvious reasons. I like my neck to remain unsliced,
1: oh! says
3: the uh, anonymous faxer, former Mormon, now a free th- thinker.
8: Joe Smith prophesied that there were people living on the moon and on the sun, and when we discovered the technology to go there, he would be proven right. Yeah. It was in a book I read uh, pieces of.
3: And there are not people living on the moon eating green cheese? You better get with it, mister. Next thing, you're going to start making comments about Orlando El again, if you don't watch yourself. Fellow Julio, and you're picking on... That's that's what I don't understand. Oh, God. Picking on a fellow Spick. Shameless. Miami, hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir.
1: Neil, uh, as a sports fan down here in Miami, uh, for baseball, football, hockey, basketball, the whole works, and even golf, where would we be down here without Wayne Heisinger for baseball, football, and hockey?
3: Well, what, what does that mean?
1: In other words... From what I understand, uh, recently on a lot of your comments, you really are not crazy about Wayne.
3: No. I despise Wayne. Like poison. Without, I, I, I,
1: I don't. No, you
3: you asked me a question. Would you like an answer? Or do you want to make a speech?
1: No, I'd like to know where we'd be with those sports facilities without him.
3: Let Let me say it again.
1: I you know I,
3: when he first started with this deal with bringing us hockey and before that baseball and then he bought the Dolphins, then he bought the stadium and he named it after himself and all this other crap and then he sold the name. Let me say it to you again. Wayne Huizinga appeared to be Santa Claus in the beginning, but he knows nothing about public relations, and he made the comment in Sunshine or Tropic Magazine about four years ago where he said, I didn't buy the Marlins or get into sports for the fans. I did it as a businessman. I did it to make money. I don't... Basically, he said he didn't care about the fans, which is one of the few honest things he's ever said in his life.
1: Correct.
9: And
3: uh, if you expect people to appreciate that, I'm sorry, that's not my idea. And you know something else? As much as I love hockey, and I'm glad the Panthers have got the new arena right next to my house starting next year, As much as I love hockey, you know something? There are more important things in life than sports. I know that may come as a great shock to you, but somehow this community survived without the Marlins, without the Panthers. And you know something? If the Dolphins disappeared tomorrow, I'd almost be glad because I'm sick and tired of hearing about the goddamn Dolphins already and about Danny and Jimmy and Jimmy and Danny. It is so ponderous and so one-dimensional here. This is not a sports town. This is a football town. That's all I know from in this town.
1: Well, hockey's taking over an awful. Bit. Get out of
3: here. I heard Defoe talking with Joe this morning at 9, at I'm sitting in here and I'm, I got the radio on. I'm listening because they had Tory on there in the coaches show. Correct. And I'm listening and they're talking about the Panthers this and for five minutes. And what do we need? And some of these old guys, are they going to, we're going to have to get rid of them? The first caller, the first call they go to. Hey, uh, I got to ask you a question about the Dolphins. Last time I checked, the Dolphins season was over, sir. It is long, long over. It's I, history.
1: I don't disagree with you. Even if they end up in, in third place in their standings and stuff like that, it does they bring sport it does bring sports to the people down here in the South Florida.
3: Yeah, and and so I mean, what is asking So what does that change? What does that change?
1: What I'm trying to say is it brings a lot of sports fans down here, something for them to watch or look
9: for.
3: Do you know something? I got two satellite dishes. Last night, I watched I watched part of uh, the Rangers Leafs game, which made me cry. I watched the Panther Colorado game, made me cry even worse. I watched some of the uh, Boston-New uh, uh, Jersey game, which was a hell of a game. I watched uh, the Islanders break their losing streak and tie uh, the Red Wings one-to-one. I watched parts or all of five different games last night and never left my living room. How do you like that?
1: Well, a lot of people down here can't afford uh, satellites and stuff like that. Oh, so, so so wait, wait a minute. Paid. Wait a minute. Are you TV saying to me Rachel. that
3: most people down here can afford to be raped by Wayne and the other owners and? go and spend 100 bucks or 200 bucks to take a couple of kids and their wife to a, a, a game?
1: All right, I agree with you. Do you know how fact. many
3: do you know how many satellite dishes some of the small dish you could install if you went to like a half a dozen games during the season?
1: That's true, but I'm not one of those people. In fact, I don't even go to the games. It isn't in my budget to go. Well, I there is. The, to well, the wait, a,
3: wait a minute. But why isn't it in your budget to go? Because it's overpriced, isn't of it? Of
1: course. Of course. So, well, so, so should really we get on our
3: hands and knees and thank Wayne for uh, gouging the public and with all these ridiculous prices?
1: Well, baseball really isn't, except that you got to pay more to park your car and have a to the And should, and should we easy. also
3: thank Wayne for buying a World Series and then giving away the whole team and, and uh, t- talking crap about how he's going to sell it and uh, threatening to move it unless they build him another $250 million stadium? Should we get on our hands and knees and thank him for that?
1: No, I agree with so you on that are you part. Talking but, it about. but it is a business. Yeah. And a man isn't in the business. Well, to you know lose something?
3: If, if he invested money in the Marlins and they drew over 3 million people the first year, and this is the same man who announced this year that if they sold out every seat for every game, he would still lose money. You know what it says, well, honey? He's of not.
1: Well, that's what he said. No, that's a bunch of But bulls. that's what he said. I know, that's what he said. But, well,
3: uh, so, I, sir, let me say it to you again. If that's the case, you know what it makes him? A bad businessman.
1: Well, he doesn't become a multi-millionaire being a bad business
3: man. Well, you know, see, the thing in sports is you don't have a monopoly. There are many choices. But when you have waste management and you drive all the other garbage people out of business in all these places, when you have blockbuster entertainment and you drive out all the mom-and-pop video stores and you create monopolies, then it's a different story. But in this business, Wayne has to learn something about public relations, which he has never and will never learn because all he knows is the muscle business. That's the only business Wayne Huizenga knows is the muscle business.
1: Well, i got to agree with you on that, one. Well, Bob. there you
3: go have a nice day. Say that was easy. What are you laughing about? That was an easy convert. Only the Mormons wish they could convert him that quick, huh? Even the Goyam wish they could make converts as fast as that fag on the air. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How are you doing?
1: I wanted to call you because um, I was wondering what was going on with the uh, TV contract for the NFL. Yeah. I heard that NBC lost the contract. with. NBC ASU. is
3: out. They're out.
1: They're out. Yeah. And everything uh, Monday night's gonna be in ABC. Well, no, I
3: mean NBC is still. Far, well, why why would anybody want NBC to get Monday night?
1: No, no, I'm talking about. I mean,
3: it's great watching those three uh, wax dummies: Frank Gifford, and the other <clears throat> two up there, Al Michaels, Dierdorf. It's great watching those wax dummies up there on Monday. Uh, I
1: was just wondering, just the schedule for the next year. You know, waiting for next year to see where. Yeah, well,
3: if I were you, I'd sit there and uh, watch the watch the pages turn on the calendar.
5: <laughs> ah, that was the best call of my life right there.
3: That man right there is the epitome of WQAM. He is the epitome of everything that's wrong with this radio station, this country, this state, this town, this universe, this planet. This uh, I mean, it's just um, he is what the epitome. He wants to get his calendar all set for next year. His life revolves around which network is going to be carrying the goddamn football games. Those great games like let's watch San Diego against uh, Carolina. There's a good one for you. Oh my God. Oh, get a life, sweetheart. Get a life. Get a semblance of a life. Go out and buy a book. Go out and get a rubber raft and just to uh, take off and maybe land in someplace interesting. You might discover a life, just like Christopher Columbus. Yeah, he's got to get it all uh, in order now, okay? Because obviously, if he waited until next fall, it would be it would be a tremendous uh, burden on him, like maybe to pick up the TV guide or the newspaper, or even just surf the channels a little bit, which he's probably incapable of doing, and finding oh, there's the game right there. Looks like Monday Night Football. No, he's sitting there turning the pages of the calendar right now because there is no life after football. I'm going to tell you something. Football used to be great. Then I would say it was somewhat enjoyable. Now it blows. It blows. It is mostly such garbage and, and these, these mindless assholes whose whole life is wrapped up. It makes no difference what dreck you put out there. They still eat, leave, and live, and breathe in this town. It's all they can talk about. Just like all this dolphin talk. I mean, another fantasy season.
1: They stopped.
3: Exactly. They were pathetic. The last game of the regular season for home field advantage in the playoffs, the, the Patriots are trying to hand you the game. Here's an, here's a stupid play, third and one. We're going to throw it, incomplete. Here's another stupid play, a punt, 11 yards. Nice going. Here's the game. Ah, oh, we don't want it. We don't want it. Sorry. They stunk. An embarrassment. But don't tell the people in this town, hey, what do you think about Gary Stevens? Good jockey. He used to look pretty good, too, by the way. He's getting old. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
1: Hey, what's the problem, man? You... you... You say you don't want to talk about football, talk about sports. I mean, I'd rather listen to football than sit here hear you talk about faggots. Then what,
3: are you, then what are you listening for?
1: I mean... No, know. no, let,
3: let me say it again. What are you listening to the show for if you don't I like I want to hear sports, man.
1: I don't want to hear no faggots
3: and shit. Okay, another, there's another articulate coon for you right there. There you go. I rest my case. Another one of those people I was talking about the other day, and every other word is F this and F that, as in mofo your money. Beauty. If you want to hear sports, man, then tune on the other 20-hour. You'll get more football. You can stick it up your That's rectum, what you can do with it, okay? Because you got the IQ of a fruit fly. In fact, once you sign up for the Panthers? You can make it when you're feeling lucky. Why-
5: Spread em and say cheese.
1: I want to bang you in the butt.
3: Huh? Good news this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, I have great news. It's called. Oh, I changed the band. Sorry about that. Well, as, as, if I wouldn't have had the good news, I might be doing that right now. Man, oh, man, this will be the last day. Hopefully, I pray that you'll ever hear even one word (laughs) on this subject, on this show. No more hemorrhoids, no more bad BMs, no more any of that stuff. I got some great doctor stuff from yesterday. Are we going to hear about that again? Yes. Yes, you're going to hear about it. And I do want to remind myself, be sure and tell these people, no more magnets, okay? Say no to magnets. Say no to quacks. Say no to cultists peddling magnets. Not everybody here was listening the first couple of days I was back on the air. And I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody gives you a song and a dance about magnets for your feet, for your nose, for your rectum, for your back, run like a son of a bitch and call the cops. This is a, It's a cult. It's a pyramid. It's the biggest fraud in the history of mankind. But at any rate, so I go yesterday to another doctor, which I hope Dr. Mark on the beach doesn't get all psychotic, but he's not an asshole, doctor. So, you know, he wasn't the guy I would go to in this case because I'm getting tired of this whole hemorrhoid business and talking about it and creams and suppositories and the frozen finger and all that other crap. Although that finger is kind of getting interesting. I was getting used to it. So I go over to the Cleveland Clinic to my doctor over there, and uh, he sticks his finger, uh, you know. Well, Everybody, when you go to this uh, place, everybody wants to get, you know, a little piece. They want to stick their finger in there and see what's going on. And he gets on the phone, and he calls over to another building. He says, we've got the world's greatest colorectal specialist, and he's going to meet you right over there in the uh, such-and-such building in three minutes. And I race over there. i got a card with his name on it. I go. I say, how do they uh, Girl at the desk? He says, have a seat. I said, I do have one, but it's killing me. And I sit down and wait like only a couple of minutes, and they call me in. And now here is a team. You would have thought... Oh no, seriously, you would have thought that there was going to be, oh, Dr. Michael DeBakey was waiting inside, there, there was going to be open-heart surgery. I mean, there's about a, first there's two or three people, then there's four or five. Now there's a whole room full of people, and here's the doc who has just come out of a meeting breathlessly, still in his civvies with his suit on. He says, you'll have to take my word, I'm a doctor. And these people get me down on my knees, can I say that? Get my pants down, I'm on my knees crouched over this thing, and here's a whole room full of people inspecting my rectum. I mean, you talk about service with a smile, and uh, first it's a finger, and then it's uh, at least, now I'm assuming, because you can't see what's going on behind you, okay? I'm assuming it was a finger.
1: It just felt like a prick.
3: And there's all this other stuff, and then I think that's another stigmoidoscopy, whatever they call it, he's got this long snake. It felt like a snake, and uh, I'm telling you, it's not the most pleasant procedure, and what he's preparing me for is that we're going to do this rubber band thing right there. When in doubt, pop those babies out. And he looks in there and, uh, okay, pull up your pants again. We're all done. And, by the way, when I'm crouching there, of course, the most embarrassing part of this whole procedure is they're shoving all of this stuff. And Oh, geez. You can hear it. You can feel it and you can hear it. And, of course, you know they're snickering, okay, because you can't possibly hold that gas back anymore because there's, uh, you know, wide open spaces, baby. And you're thinking, oh, man, I had no burritos today. What the hell did I have? What did I have? I think I ate absolutely nothing yesterday. We didn't have any lunch. Thank God for that. And I'm thinking to myself, I know this is disgusting, but I'm thinking to myself, people in this profession, do they ever get people in this position? Then, you know what I'm saying? They must. They must. Oh, oh, oh man, maybe that's why they were wearing those spatterproof smocks. But I mean, what a horrendous thing to be in, so to speak. So anyway, I, you know, think, I'm thinking though, and one of the uh, people was a woman too, by the way. There were like five guys and a woman. And I'm like, oh, and I thought, oh, geez, that's really just the grossest thing. And, you know, she's she's back there snicker, sniggering. Yeah, she was dark. She was sniggering. But at any rate, so I get my pants back up, and I feel very comfortable. Well, thank God this is all over with. What's the story? He said, uh, you've only got like two little uh, hemorrhoids. And he shows me, draws me a little diaphragm. He says, you don't need any rubber bands, and you don't need any operation, and you don't need this. And you don't... And then he throws back at me one of my favorite lines, which I have told you people for years, especially you faggots out there, if you want to stay alive. And that is that the human rectum is a one-way street. It's for stuff going out, not for things going in, except an occasional, maybe once a year, proctologist finger during an exam. Let me say it again. The rectum is strictly outgoing. And that's what he told me. He threw the line right back in my pussy. He said, no suppositories, no creams, no Vaseline, no frozen finger. And I thought, what the hell am I going to do now? In other words, this is kind of like, well, this is all much ado about nothing. And I go home with a big smile on my puss, and I think, well, this is great. Only what happens now? What happens when that nasty itching and burning starts again? And lo and behold, last night, just before I went to bed, I think it must have been a hockey game, started the itching and burning again, another great Panther loss, and I thought, oh, this is this is murder. I've got to do something. And so luckily, thanks to that one guy who told me about the tux, by the way, the tux-medicated pads for your rectum, and I did a little number with one of those. I went to bed. I woke up this morning and had a tremendous, normal, spectacular, oh, thank the Lord. I'm ready to turn to religion. And today I feel like a new man. I cannot begin to put into words. There are no words in the universe to describe. What a relief. And here this other guy, the magnet guy, which I'm not going to mention his name yet on the air, this guy who peddled me the magnets and practically made me a cripple with my feet, he was ready to do the rubber bands. Oh, yeah, well, you will do one at a time, and it's a 100 bucks of pop. Right. And he was already to, I'm telling you, just like I was saying yesterday about the dogs and the veterinarians and about doctors, they're all ready to snip and to snap whatever the operation of the week is, whatever the, is the uh, trendy current thing, like that gallbladder thing. Does anybody remember that? I sure do. I remember my gallbladder. Oh, it's a piece of cake and bada beep, bada boop, and they're doing 50,000 of them a day. $3,000, thank you, or was it $6,000? Who knows? Because the insurance companies, man, they don't care and we're not supposed to care either. So thank you, doctors at the Cleveland Clinic. I had a wonderful. That's the news, okay? Put it on billboards all over town. So there's a lesson for all of you out there that are suffering. No more, nothing in there. No, none of those hemorrhoid and anusol and anusol and suppositories and creams and ointments and Vaseline, etc. When in doubt, leave them out. So thank you again, doctors. I feel ma- seriously, I feel better today than I have in four months. I feel almost human. Hey guys, really want to impress
1: your. Paul is coming around, let's go watch this play put you down, let's watch the crew so round town, it's my friend town, as we yell, hi folks, we yell, hi folks, I say, I'm so excited cause he's my folks, so with you... One is left and now, don't go messing around. Can you fight to get down? Look out now, the pope is coming around. Look out now, the pope is coming around. Look out now, the pope is, is coming around. Kneel down. When you get there, better be wearing. Down in Cuba, things we get hairy, everyone knows that it's very scary, better say a hail Mary when you come, bye hope you'll get, I hope, please say hi to the big guy in the sky, I the deaf, the blind, the guy who lives on a ketchup list. grass you get off of the grass. And you Cubans all get off of the grass. Real fast. Don't know why he's saying hello. And he's shaking hands with Castro. Everyone knows about Castro or Grundy, asshole And they say Why, hope oh, Don't be a dope I think he should be swinging from a tight rope So when you get to Cuba now Don't be stupid now When you meet with Fidel Tell that asshole That he's going to hell You asshole You are going to hell
6: that all that is going to farewell
9: to Why the hell did I come to Cuba here's Miami hello, hi Neil yes, sir.
1: Hi, I'm calling to tell you about these uh Cuban people here in my I'm Cuban right but i'm a I'm a student at f i u yes, and uh these people—they're they, so pissed off because the pope's going to Cuba. And they should be, sir. They should.
3: They should be. What the hell is the pope doing over there? The man can barely stand up. What's he going to do? Should no, no he, I, I'm an atheist. Hands with another dictator?
1: No, I'm an atheist. But I'm, I'm just trying to prove a point here. Go ahead. They also—they also, yeah—they also, yeah, also get pissed off because of the embargo. They want to keep the embargo, right? I've been doing a lot of studies on how the embargo is affecting Cuba.
3: Yes, sir. And a lot of
1: people are suffering. So my whole idea is these Cuban people here. They get to enjoy going to the hospital and getting medical attention. They get to enjoy going to church if they believe in something and
9: and yeah and, and
1: praying. They get you know and then that's why I me myself in school I can't relate with anybody because I'm, I'm I'm socialist. I called a few weeks ago to tell you that I was a socialist.
3: And, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, I there's so there's so much injustice. No, but the thing is, really, you Neil. Know, yes. Listen, it's it's injustice because a lot of these Cuban people here, they are they have so much money, and they will. They, oh, they, are
3: you jealous or what? No, I'm. Are you not, want a loan?
1: No, no, no. That's why I'm putting myself through college. Yeah. I work. Good for now. Good
3: for you. No, no uh, handouts for this guy.
1: But the, the whole thing is. These people want to live a good life and sacrifice the people in Cuba. Oh, yeah, we got to keep the embargo going. I don't care. If well,
3: thank God Levon Hernandez doesn't have that attitude. Look at all the money he sent his brother. Yeah, right. Not as in... Blow me $50. No I'm, way.
1: I'm so sick of these. These people here are dictators. They contradict themselves because yeah. they themselves, they won't allow other Cubans that don't think... So, in other words,
3: you're saying there's a lot of Cuban hypocrites. Is that what you're saying? You Sarah? better believe it. Well, might... that's why they fit in here so well.
1: Yeah. All right, now.
3: Have a great day. Take it Tom. easy. Good luck to you. Well, there's a guy who's all pissed off. Good for him, Tommy. In fact, that's what, that's what Levon told uh, El Duque when he asked him for some money.
1: I will not give it to you.
3: That's what he told him. He said, you're making the big bucks with the Marlins. You're a millionaire now. They've demoted me because of you, because you defected. And now I'm, I'm desperate. I'm making $8 a year or whatever the hell it is. I'm plowing in the fields over here. I'm playing on some sandlot team. I need some money or I'm going to have to defect myself and go to the Bahamas and get Joe Cubans to be my agent and make $80 billion. Loan me some money, Levon. I will not give it to you. All right." So what did the guy say? I wasn't really paying much attention. A <laughs> well, he's a he's a self-hating spick like you are. You should relate to him. He's pissed off at these Cubans that are. First of all, this business with the Pope coming there next week. I mean, this is it's really amusing, because there's this tremendous conflict now with a lot of the Cuban people. On the one hand, as much as they've been brainwashed by the Catholic Church. Oh, El Papa, 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 La Papa, smoked the rope, or whatever the hell it is. But then on the other hand. The Pope is going to come there and cozy up to Fidel. Now, maybe the Pope is the one that's going to stick the stuff in his cigar or in his beard or in his shoes or in his uh, rectum, which might well, he happen. Well, was the whole
8: reason that that communism fell over in Russia and the Soviet Union. Well, Did you hear them pardon? saying that on the news?
3: I beg your pardon? That
8: The, the Pope? Pope? They were giving him credit for uh, I thought it was George ending Bush. The Cold War.
3: I thought it was Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Get out of here, the Pope, that seen out. Oh, listen, the way they cover this thing, of course, because uh, they're afraid they might offend somebody if they tell you the truth. Oh, and Tony Cigaretto was on there again on Channel 6. Oh, the and blah, blah, blah. And that Ike Siemens. I'm going to tell you something. There's our asshole of the year. Ike Siemens on Channel 6. Look up the word suckhole in the dictionary, and you'll see his picture next to it. So anybody who wonders, as I did out loud for a long time, how come this guy who used to be a big hotshot correspondent for NBC Network is now here in Miami at a station that most people can't pick up on their set? Because he's a suckhole, Because he blows. What a disgrace. If he's not doing his parrot job for the Herald or Mickey Harrison, he's doing a parrot job for the Pope. The Pope's parrot, Ike Siemens. Disgraceful. What a disgrace you are, Ike. Don't call us anymore either. We don't want to talk to you. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello.
1: Neil, how are you doing? Great. i like the opportunity to respond to that jerk who's called you like to. I've heard him call you two or three times. So every time he calls. He says that he's a student, a Cuban student, and he's an atheist, which is fine, because that's why you're in this country, to, to to do whatever the hell you want with he's nobody criticizing you. That's why, pal, that is why we don't want to send anything over to Cuba, because if we continue to send over things to Fidel, you think he's ever going to get the hell out of there? I got news for you, this this uh, show that's on right now on this radio, you can call up and state whatever you want, Neil can say whatever you want, well, they don't let you do that over there, pal, and if we continue to send over their stuff to that jerk-off, He's going to continue to be there forever,
3: but we should have sent somebody to El Duque, though, just to keep well, him there.
1: You know, I, he's got the right to do whatever he wants, and that's the, that's the whole point over there. We don't have the right to do whatever the hell we want to do or say whatever we want to say. And if we continue to send things over there, when the hell is that they're going to get the hell out of there? I don't know, Ay, Papa
6: Juan Pablo. Amen. I, don't
1: know I don't know if that's the answer if, if to stop sending things over there, but uh, we sure as hell don't want him there forever. Don't you think the people in Cuba want to have the right to speak like we're speaking to you, and you say whatever the hell you want to say, and talk about your roids and all
3: that stuff? Exactly. It's great
1: stuff. And, this be, this and great stuff, I, bet, stuff, I bet you, some,
3: I bet you, most of them have got a bad case from Fidel.
1: Absolutely, give them the right to speak over there. That jerk off.
3: Okay, you feel Liberty, better? See, <laughs> Oh, now George did that, not me.
1: Oh, this is you just have to be sitting here waiting right the machine. Right.
9: Like that.
6: Castro, get out of your We just can't use ya. You've been around way too long. Castro. You ugly bastard, too long you've lasted, the Bay of Pigs should have worked. See, you make me sick, get out of Cuba quick. You are so goddamn rich you amigo, son of a bitch.
10: Long me fifty dollars.
6: Baseball we know you like. Are you behind the strike? Uh-huh. Where were you in 63? Did you kill Kennedy? Muerte. 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 Get out now and free your nation. Are you into masturbation? Uh-huh. Peter will lift the embargo. Cuba will become another key of USA. USA. USA We're turning all the rats and boats away Lucy Castro, get out of Cuba. We just can't use ya. You've been around way too long. Oh! Castro, you ugly buff. Uh, too long you lasted. The payout pig should have worked. I'm happy! you me sick. Get out of Cuba quick. You are so goddamn rich, you amigo son of base- a bitch. Baseball, we know you like. Are you behind the strike? Where were you in 63? Did you kill John Kennedy? Uh-huh. Muerte muerte, muerte! 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 Get that now and free your nation. Are you in my salvation? Feel P- there will be the embargo. if P- there will become another key logo. USA! USA! are all the graphs and boats away. Lucy! 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 Lucy. Let's go.
1: <laughs>
3: okay, this last guy was worked up, and rightfully so, about the other caller. Actually, I wasn't really paying too much attention to the other caller, because I just mentioned 85,000 different things, and he starts uh, hocking a chinic about how, what the Pope is going to do all these good things, and about the idea, and then he, then he turns around and says he's the atheist Cuban. How can you be an atheist and have any... How can you be a thinking person and have any respect for the Pope, walking around this feeble old man in a dress, spewing Stone Age mentality and hatred wherever he goes, but he never met a dictator he didn't like? That's right. The Pope never met a dictator that he didn't like. What do you think he wears a dress and a beanie for, huh, Mister Macho over there in the Vatican? We need him here like we need hemorrhoids coming back. We just got rid of him and we're going to have him back here.
1: <laughs> Jesus, don't miss the biggest. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers.
3: Former minister charged with pistol whipping a man also operated a drug ring. A prosecutor says Charles Evans was the senior pastor for 17 years at the Trinity Assembly of God Church in Deltona. <laughs> If his case goes to court, the testimony of two of Evans' alleged accomplices will be used to prove that Evans beat Jason Wheeler over several, several thousand dollars stolen from the alleged drug ring. Assistant State Attorney Greg Tynan told the Orlando Sentinel. In return for their testimony, Matt Clark and Frank Couvetier, sound like a frog to me, will receive full immunity and no drug charges will be filed against either of them or Evans. How do you like that? Another minister gone wrong, gone bad, gone sour.
8: They speak in tongues there at the church.
3: They do tongues? Oh, by the way, most guys in the audience are jealous of cart machine number five because it got eaten this morning. It got eight, or at least one of the carts got eaten in that machine. Hey, listen, it's a good thing because if all carts get eaten in all those machines, they may have to actually go out and buy new cart decks. If they're all like filled with tape all mangled up inside of them, we can work on these, although I think it already does that. And then on the bottom, oh, th- this, you know something? First of all, I'll t- say it again. I'm listening to Mandich driving home yesterday, and he's got a guy on there, and one of these real jock guys who all he knows lives, eats, and breathes is stupid sports. And the guy's telling him about how uh, on Sunday he was really torn because, on the one hand, he definitely had to watch his Green Bay Peckers win their ball game. But on the other hand, there were not one but two golf tournaments going on at the same time. And he was torn as to which one he was going to tape. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, people who watch, if you want to go out and play golf for some exercise, that's fine. That's up to you. it keep you out off the streets. But people who watch golf on television have a mental problem. I mean, there's something desperately, desperately wrong with watching golf. You talk about ponderous and tedious and no action, even assuming that it was interesting to watch, which it's, which it's not. But professional golf is and always has been a blue-nosed sport. And I remember all the big tennis that we had a couple of years ago when he started talking about Tiger Woods, and then last year and this year, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing. we got a guy who's black, he's Taiwanese, he's this, he's that, and they wouldn't let this guy in there, and he goes there to Augusta, and he uh, sticks it up their nose, and he wins the Masters, and he's got the jacket on, and he's making millions of dollars, and they didn't even want black guys uh, anywhere near that joint. And that was supposed to be a big deal. It's a blue-nose deal is what professional golf is all about. Just a bunch, yeah, snooty blue noses. And then some guy calls Mandich uh, yesterday, or was it Hank the day before about, uh no, it was it Mandich yesterday, about, oh, well, the Scottish rules in Scotland. Uh, this guy, go pull your kilts up, will you? Let's see if you got anything there, which I doubt, you asshole. The Scottish rules. Go play your bagpipes, will you, pal? i got a chanter for you over here. So the Sun Sentinel says, fairness and tradition must prevail. Walk is part of golfer's challenge. Says Who? It's tough. Does any? Yeah, walking is pretty damn tough. Well, it is if you're handicapped. I'll tell you that. And you got like a leg that's like all atrophied and can barely walk.
8: Right, that'd be impressive.
3: Yeah, well, that's this. That's this guy. That's the guy that all the tennis is all about. The guy uh, uh, Casey Martin, who was born with this handicap and happens to be a pretty damn good golfer for those who care about it. And you would think that anybody with any balls, anybody with a brain, would have the guts to say, okay, well, this this is a wonderful human interest story here. We're always seeing all these Crips uh, playing every other kind of sport. Here's a Crip who's doing this. Here's a guy with no arms. He's uh, doing that. And, uh, you know, and we always applaud these people for their courage and setting an example for everybody else, and you too can do it. And bop, 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 beep, 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 right?
8: I can't believe you're saying Crip. You should say Gimp.
3: How's the Crip? Isn't that what Ron Diaz said? How's the Crip? Oh, how's the crib? I thought he said, how's the Crip? He's talking about Tommy Kramer again. So anyway, this thing goes, I'm reading this editorial this morning sitting on the throne, and man, it worked like a charm, by the way. I mean, I was moving it big time. And he's talking about how, yeah, uh, you know, walking the course, and Ken Venturi almost croaked, a heat exhaustion. You know something? That's a pile of crap. Nobody, even the even the assholes that watch golf on television, are not interested in watching the golfers walking the course. If they all got on a cart, it would speed it up. It would make it much less boring and much less ponderous. And stamina has got little or nothing to do with it. People are uh, golf is all about hitting the ball and uh, putting the ball and uh, being able to play good golf. That's what it's all about. But the best part of this. It says, if Martin is allowed to use a cart because of leg problems, should Fred Couples be allowed to use a cart because of disc problems that from time to time hamper his ability to compete, you think? Yes! Why the hell not? The contorting nature of the golf swing often causes back problems among the pros. Should a golfer with a severe lumbago be exempted from walking the course? Yes! And the Sun Sentinel says, absolutely not. To allow only certain golfers to use carts is unfair to others. To permit all golfers to use carts is unfair to the traditions of the game, as in, excuse me, my nose is way, way up in the air. You people of the Sun Sentinel are a bunch of assholes, man. I, I, in my life, including the Herald, any, any rag I've ever read, I have never read anything so arrogant, so obnoxious, so unacceptable, so disgusting as this swill that you wrote in there this morning. It's unfair to the traditions of the game. As in, well, let's keep all the blacks out. Let's keep all the coons out. That was a tradition of the game. Let's not ever change because it's traditional, like slavery. That was traditional, too. Does the Sun Sentinel favor slavery, maybe? That was traditional for a hell of a long time, for like a couple of hundred years here. You miserable bastards over there at the Sun Sentinel. You haven't got a brain in your rectum, man. First, they want us to go ahead and build a $300 million stadium because we desperately have got to have a baseball team here. God forbid even if we wind up taxing people for it. But on the other hand, if this poor guy, who and there's like they said this morning on the worst team, now there's not one guy on the, on the professional tour who's got the balls, including Tiger Woods with his millions of dollars for being a mediocre piece of turd, a freaking golfer, and he's making millions of dollars. You ought to kiss the goddamn ground and not one of them has got the balls to say, hey, this, uh, this is wrong, to, you know, to discriminate against this guy if he can play this good. And I hear guys saying,
5: well, he's not really a threat
3: to them. Well, what does that mean? He's not a threat to them. Are they that much of a bunch of a pussies? What they mean is they could beat him up. I think, I think what they ought to do is say guys that have had cancer like Arnold Palmer shouldn't be allowed to play the game anymore. How's that? That old fart who really needs the money badly on that seniors tour where you got these guys talking about carts. Those, those, and of course those guys can have carts, by the way. The old farts. That's okay because they're old
8: what if this guy brought like a wheelchair, you know, electric-powered wheelchair?
3: Then all the guys are going to want wheelchairs, troublemaker. This, this is so
8: unbelievable
3: to me that a, that a major market alleged newspaper would write, with, it is absolutely unfair, it's absolutely not allowable. It's a, oh, man, if there was an alternative, if there was like anything to read that had anything to do with life in, in, uh, in this town besides these two garbage newspapers, man, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd walk 10 miles to find one. Well, I'd use a golf cart wouldn't walk that far. Not an old fart like me. And by the way, who's going to be doing the Panther games on radio now? I have a little story, by the way, that uh, you're not familiar with that nobody else knows, but I'll tell you anyway. I don't want to say which uh, radio play-by-play guy for the Panthers was not just overheard us saying, but was screaming about a couple of weeks ago on our last road trip before this one, when the rumors about us getting Dino Cicerelli started. Because Cicerelli happens to be Rumor's best buddy for years going back to Washington and whatever. And the certain play-by-play guy, and by the way, maybe you can answer, what time is Chris Moron! Uh, says in the press room, where all the uh, press people are, he says, well, I'll tell you one thing, if we ever get Dino Cicerelli on this team, I'm walking out, I'm finished, I'm through. Now, does that make any sense to you, other than the fact that he happens to be Rimmer's good friend, what would be the reason for that? I mean, Dino is a reasonable guy, I don't think Brian Bradley likes him too much, but nevertheless, he never stole a freight train. So what time is Chris Moron! Huh? Cause I guess we're gonna have to find somebody else to do those games cause we got Dino. I guess that means Chris uh, Moron is on a way out because he's already uh, stated publicly lots of witnesses is what I heard. We get Dino. He's out. He's leaving. Hop, hop on, uh, hop off, hop aboard. However the hell that goes. Hop off, hop on this. Jump on Z. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
8: I want to talk about, uh, Casey Martin.
3: Yes,
9: sir.
1: Just want to let you know your comments are right on that, uh, newspaper yesterday had a comment about, uh, Somebody having a, uh, I think it was Olafavo or something, had a bad toe, and he was complaining about uh, that he had a walkable course. It doesn't have anything to do with a little bad toe. I mean, the guy has a true disability, and the cart. No, he was, he was
3: born with. It's not going to go away. It's not right. something like he's got a bad exactly. back, and it'll go away next week.
1: Exactly. I mean, the cart brings him up to the level that these other guys are at, and they're just a bunch of wussies that are afraid being beaten by a guy with a disability.
3: Uh, th- this business of walking the courses, if walking for most people is such a big song and a dance, nobody, like I said before, watches golf if they do because they want to see guys walking and taking this long, ponderous thing. Who cares about that? Let's speed it up a little. Let's get everybody on a cart and speed it up and get some action going for crying out loud so it doesn't have to kill four hours every afternoon.
7: Right on, yeah. Okay, pal. Thank, Thank you. Thank
3: you so much. What a bunch of spineless, blue-nosed, spoiled, panty-waist bastards they all are. And for a kid like Tiger Woods, who's been given this opportunity of a lifetime, who's now a multi, multi, multi-millionaire brat, who was formerly this guy's roommate, by the way, and I heard them talking this morning about how when he used to take this brace off his leg, his leg would swell up like a goddamn bowling ball. I mean, this kid, this uh, you know, Casey Martin, evidently, I'm not saying that, go- that golfers are great athletes, it's all relative, but nevertheless, within the context of that so-called sport, he is very courageous and a hell of a story. But screw him, because like the Sun Sentinel says, I I still can't believe this. To permit all golfers to use carts is unfair to the traditions of the game. Maybe it's time to change the traditions of the game. Have you ever thought about that? You blue-nosed assholes at the Sun Sentinel who are probably busy every afternoon out there playing golf and pulling each other's putt. Is that what you're doing out there, you asshole idiots, you? I mean, I've read a lot of garbage being in this town for 22 years in both papers, but I'm telling you, man, this this just takes the cake. See... Ordinarily, it's just, it's just not the proper, it's not politically correct to take that position number one. And not, not that being politically correct is important, but it goes to show you how important being a blue nose really is. It even transcends political correctness, which our newspapers, of course, almost always try to do, like the thing with the stadium. We don't care if it is taxpayers' money. We don't care if it's Wayne, who's probably lied to us again and going to keep the baseball team. We must have a baseball stadium, and the Sawgrass people are the ones to build it. This is a great start, and let's get halfway to first base. And yada, yada, that's the politically correct answer, as opposed to tell them, stick it up your ass because our schools are overcrowded and we don't have money to do anything down here, and the city of Miami is going bankrupt, and it's a joke, and your priorities are all screwed up. That would not be the politically correct thing to say. Here's uh, Miami. Hello.
1: Hey, uh Chris, moron gone, that would be great. Put him back on put that jet fan back on a jet and send him back to New York. Okay. That would be great. But a- anyway, this Casey Martin thing, man, you know, I'm getting so tired of it. Uh when when I look I used to walk home from school every day and while my brother took the bus and I kicked his ass when I got home, okay. I walked, okay. These guys have got to get a ship in golf, a sport. It's not a sport. It's a game. Right. Exactly. Very you know,
3: well said. So I, I, very well said.
1: I mean, listen. I go fishing on the weekend, but I don't, I'm not going to say I'm going to do the sport of fishing over the weekend. No, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: Give, give me a break, man. These, these, this is just ridiculous. But but in any case, uh, <laughs> but I was I was watching that O.J. Simpson thing, and I got to tell you, one of the crappy byproducts is watching a lot of these black comics get up on stage and make fun of white people about the, you know how white people react with the verdict or whatever. I see it all the time. And if I was Goldman... I, I gotta tell you, I would have a long time ago I at least hired somebody to kill him. I'm yeah. serious. I'm serious.
3: Yeah, every time I see uh, I was at the track last night and I'm flipping the channels there before the races started, and sure enough, uh, my great luck come across the last thirty seconds of it. And I, I will say this, I Chris Myers from what they were saying this morning and a little bit I saw, because he was foaming at the mouth even the last minute of that interview, he evidently really put his feet to the floor and asked him some tough questions that kept you know, basically saying yeah. you did it, don't you want to say you did it, et cetera, and so on of course he wouldn't. Yeah. But uh you know, an- anybody that doesn't want to put a bullet through O.J.'s head has got to be an imbecile. Yo, I
2: mean,
1: this
3: this guy is the most disgusting. He ought to be at the Sun Sentinel. He ought to elope together, yeah, that w- asshole.
2: W- 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 what I call the bum Sentinel. But in any case, I, you know, I'm a minority.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm Hispanic, and, and I'm just so sick and tired of watching, you know, minorities hide behind race or whatever take responsibility, damn it. I'm just so tired of this. Amen. I really am. Thanks a you.
9: Have
3: a great day, pal. You oh, that was a great call. There's a guy ought to have his own show. Six to ten with a booster might be okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, what are we gonna do when Chris Moron walks out now because we got Dean? Oh, Dean, you don't think he's gonna change his mind, do you? If you're cop- car- I wanna bang you in the butt, honey.
1: With all the controversy over the Neil Rogers show, we decided to run a comparison profile between Ed Watkins, a new listener, and Bobob Newballs, a WQAN veteran. Ed, would you mind telling us your annual income? Oh, I'd say 150000 Okay, and Bobob, uh, how much do you earn annually? Well, I don't know, but I'm kind of sure it goes up when I donate my sperm. I see. Ed, what kind of car do you drive? I have a BMW Z3 bob i've got me a 79 c10 that don't got any floorboards Uh Uh, ed uh, what are your thoughts about neil's show on wqam most enlightening and entertaining on an eclectic level bob i'll
4: tell you what there ain't nothing like the boog and the sports babe lord i miss them why i could listen to sports all day
1: for real man listens to sports all day long while this here neil feller is a homosexual misguided homophobe what hey don't you go calling me names i don't understand shut up i'll kill you gay boy lover get a life this concludes the wqam listener profile you decide
3: okay well we certainly do have a lot of men different kind though so i hear here's coral gables hello
1: hey neil how you doing okay sir uh i'm a professional golfer and uh I kind of disagree with 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 this Casey Martin thing. You know, if you if you've played at high level, you know caliber golf, it's not like just going out with your buddies and and running around and just slapping it all over the park. I mean, the guy definitely has a distinct advantage by going out there playing with a cart, and, and and especially so why
3: can't we make it optional? What difference does it make if a guy's got a cart or not?
1: Well, it, it's because of the fit, fatigue factor. If, if, how about if you got to walk it when, when in a hot peak of summer? When it's 110 degrees outside. It breaks my
3: heart. just breaks my heart, man. See, the, the, when you're talking about athletic ability, when you're talking about Golf ability. You're talking about hitting the ball, putting. That's what you're talking about. Those are the two things you're talking about, is hitting the ball either off the tee or approach shots and putting. As little as I know about golf and care, I couldn't care less, that's what it's all about. Nobody cares about how big you are, how strong you are. Those things should all be eliminated. A guy that weighs 350 pounds should be able to, you know, have just as much opportunity if he's a great golfer and, and can do all the other, has the skills that, you know, would make him a top golfer. Nobody cares whether he can walk 150 or 200 yards.
1: Well, the, but the point is, is though I know from playing when I take a cart and play, and as opposed to walking and play, I know I'm definitely a lot more tired after a round walking than I would be yeah. in a cart. So there's there's no doubt about it. Well, so, That's well, the like whole I point. Said,
3: like I said, it should be optional. How about let, let's take baseball as an example? How about Alex Fernandez, who looks about as much like an athlete as I do, who's got an ass bigger than the building that I'm sitting in? Uh, do you think do you think that he's a great athlete?
1: Sure, he's an athlete, of course.
3: Based on what?
1: To throw a ball like he does, sure, it takes athletic. To sit on that mountain all night and work them pitchers over definitely takes athletic ability. There you go, Just but it, like but, it doesn't to,
3: to only, there. only in the sense, only in the sense that he can stand out there on a mound and throw a baseball ninety or ninety-five miles an hour and uh, do whatever he does to get guys out. That's what it's all about. Not because of the fact that he's in great shape or he could walk from here to Montana without breaking into a sweat. Nobody cares about that.
1: Well, is John Van Briesbroek a great athlete? Is he a good athlete? Is he concerned athlete? All he does is stand there in the gold net all night and say, I, I got news fly, for you. And forth. I got
3: news for you. John Van Beesbrook is a hundred times the athlete that any professional golfer will ever be. Uh, let me say it again. He's a thousand times the athlete that any golfer will ever be. Do you watch hockey games? Sure, I do. And you think that all he does is stand there in front of the net? Have you ever seen the goalie get uh, crashed into like he has like the last couple of games? Well,
1: if you knew what it took to shoot 62 on a golf course, maybe you'd have a
3: different I'll, idea. Oh, go, go powder your nose, will you? Go see which shade of brown or blue it is this week. What it took to show to shoot a 62 on a... Who gives a flying crap what it takes to shoot a 62 on a goddamn golf course? And like the guy said before, which was one of the best calls I've ever had in my life, it's a game, not a sport. It's a goddamn game. And in this case, it's a rich man's game for guys who either got a lot of money or have some sponsor that's going to put them out there on the tour so that instead of getting a real job, they can go out there running around whacking a goddamn golf ball. But don't tell me that because somebody's got a handicap, he should be denied the opportunity to play a game. Blue nose, blue nose, blue nose, man, it makes you want to puke. Oh yeah, they're great athletes. See, people are. I'll give you an example. Jockeys, jockeys are some of the greatest athletes in the world, and yet very few people. If you said, well, you know, who are the greatest athletes? Oh, football players and golfers. Yeah, right. Ever watched the thoroughbred horse race and seen the 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 danger? And the the split second decisions that have to be made, and how close those horses are going a zillion miles an hour to each other, big two thousand pound beasts with a mind of their own. And here's this little guy who weighs hundred and two pounds, and he's sitting on there with you know, holding the reins, and he's uh, you know going to try to control this two thousand pound animal and get him to go to the right, to the left, to make the move just at the right time. These are unbelievable athletes. Who's the better athlete? I would say Tiger Woods is the best athlete in the world, is what I would say.
1: Wouldn't you agree? <laughs>
3: Hopefully hear from a lot more blue noses and brown noses today, because, God, if I could just learn what it takes to go out there and shoot a 62 or a 69. You know, even George, who is, uh, as you know, not a sports uh, buff, to say the very best, even he's pissed off. I The more I think about the last call, the angrier, I'm almost going to get my piles back, I think, from that caller.
9: Oh, yeah, the tremendous amount of athleticism and, uh, the, uh, tremendous amount of energy. Oh, get out of here. First of all, they
3: got a caddy to carry the, the caddy's the one that ought to be making most of the money. He's slepping around there getting all worked up carrying those heavy goddamn clubs on his back. And every time you watch any of this golf on TV, which you can't avoid because on the weekend to fill the time, that's all they got on there. And they show, you know, the guy hits the ball. And that's it. And now he puts the club back in the bag. The caddy's like uh, hunched over. He's carrying like uh, 100 pounds of bags on his back. And now they walk very, very slowly and casually up the course to the next uh, tee. Very, very, very slowly. I mean, give me a freaking break, okay? And this guy has the gall the, to compare any golfer. And forget about the fact I'm a hockey fan, and he compares them to the Beezer. He just happened to choose that. But to a hockey player? Just when the Beezer is standing out there on his skates, shuffling his feet during the National Anthem, he's exerting more energy at that point than any golfer in any goddamn whole tournament put together, you jackass, you idiot, you moron, you blue-nosed imbecile. Actually, words escape me at this point to find that there could be any people that stupid. But I guess the whole golfing world, that's a whole separate mentality there, a blue-nosed mentality. What's that expression again in this thing? Oh, yeah, it's unfair to traditions of the game. That's right, these great athletics. But what do you expect from people who are stupid enough to watch this crap? I mean, you talk about having no life, that you would sit and actually watch hours of this horse duty to watch a bunch of guys sitting there whacking a ball. If you want to go out and play, get some exercise, more power to you. Te salude. But if you want to go out there and sit in your fat-ass drinking beer, watching a bunch of guys whacking it, and the ball too, and you got serious...
8: The watch golf, don't drink beer, do they?
3: Oh, I wouldn't think so. Maybe a little Chablis. Maybe a good Chianti with some fava beans. Yeah. And I'm sure that some of you did watch, and shame on you, the entire O.J. thing. And I noticed this morning I was turning on uh, was NBC, and they had a good piece on there. They had one of the attorneys from the civil case, the Goldman's attorney, from the uh, civil suit, and uh, he told it exactly the way it is. I mean, just precisely. And they showed some of the clips, and Chris Meyer was getting uh, all puffed up in the face and red in the puss and agitated. I guess Chris maybe expected O.J. was going to come clean right there on the air, which he should have, but of course he didn't, and you knew he would not. And then he's trying to like, well, the thing he said in Esquire about if I did do what I did out of love, it was taken out of context. Right. You did it. You did it, you murdering bastard piece of crap, you. And now people are wondering, well, how come he's uh, doing all this uh, public uh, appearances now? Because he's trying to rehabilitate his image now. He's trying to come back into the mainstream. He figures enough time has passed. He's tired of being an outcast, and he wants to back in. And he gets on there and lies and lies and lies. Oh, there was only one beating. There was only one time they ever got physical. Oh, Jesus, give me a break. Give me a freaking break. And, of course, poor Chris Myers, he's a jock guy. He's a sports guy. He don't have the facts there in front of him. He doesn't have the list of all the damn dates of all of these incidents that were well documented, especially in the civil case, which, by the way, he was found responsible, meaning guilty, that, yes, you did murder them and you owe them $33 million, even though they're not getting a penny of it. Got $4 million in his tr- uh, trust fund, in his pension fund, whatever the hell it is, which they can't touch, to, uh, touch a penny, and doing the best to hide each and every dime that he's got. So here's a guy that really is very, very concerned about making sure that, uh, you know, people get paid, that his kids get taken care of and everybody else too. Just unbelievable. I'm, you know, something, now that I think of it, even though I only saw the end of it, I'm glad they did put him on. I'm glad they put him on again as a reminder of what a piece of turd he is. I hope he turns, well, what's his favorite thing? Golf. I rest my case. And here's a guy who allegedly has two bad knees, he can barely walk, he's got arthritis, he's got this, his hands are are shriveled, they're crumpled, they're ba 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 he can't do a damn thing. So what do you say, should we give him a cart, stick it into one of those walk-in ovens? Sounds good to me. Here's Coral Gables, hello.
9: Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, listen, on that golfing, there's one thing that everybody forgot.
3: And what is that, sir?
9: You know, uh, the
1: USGA and the PGA governs all the tours. Yeah. The PGA Tour. Right. And the Senior Tour. Right. The seniors can ride if they want to. Right so they're contradicting themselves.
9: Uh-huh.
1: I mean, if you can take a guy because he's old or because of his physical condition and he's a pro and he can ride in the tournament, why can't this young fellow do it? Uh-huh. Makes sense? Amen. Good show. Thank you, sir. All right.
3: Have a great day. Yeah, it seems to make sense to all of us with an IQ larger than our index finger but not the Sun Sentinel and, of course, the Blue Noses and the players themselves who are spineless and gutless. And like they said on the worst team this morning, uh, in private, uh, they're positive, and I'm positive, too. A lot of these guys are saying, boy, this is a bunch of crap. But as usual in this uh, country and in this world, very few guys, very few people anywhere have got the cojones to actually stand out from the group and say, this is injustice, this is a bunch of bullcrap. let this poor guy play and stop with all the caca, and we're all a bunch of overpaid, spoiled, rotten brats and making a lot of money and cut the crap already, all right? Cut the crap. I mean, who the hell would you rather have playing out there on the tour? Casey Martin or Curtis Strange? Do you know what I'm saying? I rest my case. Or that goddamn Greg Norman. Send him to Australia. Send him back where he came from. I'm so tired of him. Oh, but he's Shula's good friend, and he's uh, this one's good. Great, great. He's got more money than God. Let him uh, retire already. And the same with that damn Nicholas and all those old farts on that. Let him go do something productive. Man, oh, man. See, I don't understand that. How can you go your whole life and you played golf? You did it for a living. You did it very well. And then you get to a certain age, and you know what? And then you continue playing. There's the seniors tour. It's like when they tried in hockey. You remember that lasted for about a minute and a half? That thing with the old farts league? Seriously, that lasted for about three weeks, and nobody had any interest. Nobody wants to see a bunch of old farts bumbling around out there, watching Red Kelly, he's 75 years old, and Johnny Bauer and all these guys. Who the hell wants to see that? That's not sports, which proves what I've said all along, because golf is not a sport in the first place. Oh, here we go, Channel 4, Journey of Hope with the Pope. The Pope's coming to Cuba, baby. All right, we got some hope. What the hell hope is he going to bring them? All he's going to bring them is a bunch of Stone Age, Dark Age uh, crap, and a bunch of empty promises which nobody will ever fulfill. A lot of rhetoric. And, of course, naturally, many of these getchkis there will come on their hands and knees with their last few pesos like they do in Mexico and Brazil and all over Latin America. Oh, here for the Pope, for the Pope, for his operation, for his uh, whatever. Yeah, those altar boys are a lot more demanding than they used to be. That's right, thirty Please. forty thirty forty thousand lira. That don't cut it anymore. I'll guarantee you that. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello,
1: Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Uh, just want to throw something out. You might have commented on it already. Um, okay. I just got in the car, but I was watching the news this morning, and I saw a story about that woman out in Texas. They're about to execute. Yeah. And uh, they were, you know, she hacked all these people with ice picks, and she supposedly had an orgasm when she was doing it. This really? came out, yeah. This came out in the court and everything. But now they're getting ready to execute her, and she found God, which hey teaches his own, everybody does their own thing i'm oh, not yeah. I'm not against that, mm-hmm. but now the church is coming out that she's because she's born again, they shouldn't execute her um so on and so forth, and i just like to get your opinion on it, and um, if you don't mind, I'll hang well, up
3: with Well, them. wait, my opinion about what?
1: Nothing. What do you think about the whole thing? I think it's ludicrous of course that these it's people ludicrous. are they're, they're coming out. Oh,
3: listen, everybody that goes into slammer, especially on death row, every one of them finds the Lord, uh, from G. Gordon Liddy to, I mean, to Coulson and right on down the line, every last damn one of them becomes a religious nut, and I say uh, give her, I was going to say Fryer ass, but they don't do that, do they? They detect lethal injection, touch. right. Stick her with a needle immediately. She might enjoy it.
8: Take care, pal. Okay, pal. She's going to heaven anyway, right?
3: Yeah, she's She's going to be up there in heaven. She'll be at the squirrely gates. So what's wrong with that? I mean, if she believes, which, of course, is one of the really great parts about these religious nuts, oh, no matter what you do during your life, if you accept the Lord before you croak, no matter how many people you killed, and if Hitler would have accepted the Lord on his deathbed, of course, he wasn't in bed when he shot himself, well, if he would have done it there in the bunker with Guy Junker,
1: I got you down.
3: Exactly. I mean, give me a freaking break already with heaven and hell and purgatory and the devil and the pitchfork. All water's been... Go to hell. By the way, speaking of going to hell, did you see the thing on uh, O.J. yesterday? Which O.J., be, remember a couple of years, well how, well, how long has this thing been going on? Like last year, there were the rumors that he was going to come down here and move here, and everybody said, go the hell away. Everybody with a brain, that is, said, go the hell away, we don't want you here. And then it kind of cooled off, and he was uh, building his new house or buying a new house in uh, wherever the hell he is in L.A., and all of a sudden he's back again for another celebrity golf tournament for charity. This was uh, yesterday, I guess. How come we didn't know about that?
8: Because we're all alone over here.
3: But it was Martin Luther King Day. Don't you understand the significance of this? It was Martin Luther. Oh, by the way, we have our DSS. Oh! So we're not as alone as you might think. But at any rate, he was in town yesterday at this charity golf tournament on Martin Luther King Day, this murdering, miserable, no-good, let-me-chop-you-where-it-hurts-the-most-bastard is in our town. And uh, they put it on the news last night. I'm at the track watching this. And they're, wow, O.J.'s getting comfortable here. He's starting to like it here. So I guess the rumors are resurfacing that just maybe uh, he might be coming back. And not only is it bad enough that he's here, but they have to go out to the golf tournament and stick the mic in his face so we can give us all a lecture on morality. Do you be seeing that?
8: I saw tease. But I didn't see
3: the key. He, he'd be pissed off. He'd be highly pissed off, O.J. Oh
8: man!
3: Exactly, because he's sick and tired of all these judgmental people who just won't let go of it already. Just let go of it, and the knife too, is what O.J. be saying. Because you know, when you get to the this was my favorite part, he says, when you get to the pearly gates, the man doesn't like people who uh, you know are judgmental and hold a grudge, whatever the hell he was saying. When you get to the pearly great greats, and I'm thinking. Well, what does the man think about guys who murder two people in cold blood?
1: It's you know, okay if you oh
3: man! Well, that's right. That's okay if you you not know, have enough money. It only hurts for a little while. That's what they say. So OJ's back to haunt us again. They are just some of these back dudes will never go away. Let me let me speak for the entire community except a few retarded people and some very very stupid misguided horny women. You see the broad out there? Oh, she wants to marry him. This light-complected black chick. But she's out anyway. He's not into black chicks. Okay.
5: Oh, yeah. I want to marry OJ. I want to get near him. I want to sniff it just one time.
3: Enough to make you gag. Right there at dinner time at the track, too. Right in the middle of my dinner. So let me speak for just about everybody other than a few misguided hormonal bitches who couldn't get laid in a uh, cucumber patch. We don't want you here, okay, OJ? We got enough problems. We got the damn Pope coming to Cuba. That's close enough tomorrow. We got enough problems with that. Go the hell away. And don't come back soon. And there was Richmond Webb, number 78. Oh, it's number 78 holding. You have the man who's committed more penalties for the Dolphins in the last three years than all the other people on the team put together, including Keith Sims, even though he's gone. And there he was there at this uh, charity golf tournament. Well, you know, we got to uh, move on, and it's for a good cause, and bop, 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 yeah, right. Whatever you say, okay, Richmond? Fifteen yards, number 78, sorry. So he won't go away, and you know who else won't go away is that goddamn Oprah. She just will not go away. And I'm, she, you know what the, she reminds me of? On a much more sinister scale... Because there are some people who realize what a scumbag Larry King is. There are a lot of people who understand that. Uh huh. Especially people he still owes money to. But he's dangerous, like when he brought Ross Perot on there and he made him into a, you know, like a, a real presidential candidate single-handedly. Nobody knew from Ross Perot till Larry King decided he was going to play, uh, you know, Mr. Hotshot Maker. But Oprah's on there, and of course she's got this captive audience of millions of desperate bored housewives who are like uh, in between Jerry Springer, in between the hyperventilating housewives with no lives and uh, tapioca pudding. Somewhere in between there is Oprah, worth billions of dollars with a B. Why? I haven't got the foggiest idea. A woman who has got nothing to say, a woman who brings nothing to the table, a woman who is not interesting, who is not brilliant, who is not articulate, who is not anything other than Elsie the Borden Cow on a bad day.
8: What? She says girlfriend. Okay, girlfriend.
3: She's not the one that started that, is she? Instrumental. Well, yeah. Oh, I've heard the instrumental. The vocal's a lot better. But the instrumental wasn't bad. But at any rate, so there she is, and she's in this battle now. And, you know, I hate to say this, but I have to take her side on this issue, the thing about the beef. No, because 13 states, including Texas and Florida, by the way, have passed these laws that you can't, if you go on air and you maliciously attack a product and you cost, in other words, they can prove that you cost them millions of dollars, a substantial amount of money, and they question your motives. If you haven't done it just because you're stupid. Now, in her case, I think just because she's stupid is evident. But the beef industry's got a beef. In fact, they ought to be on Thursday with the morning team. But at any rate, they passed these repressive, unconstitutional laws, and mark my word, they will be found to be unconstitutional, so that if you go on here and you say these, you give your opinion, and people all of a sudden, whether it's about beef, and people stop going out and eating beef, and it costs them millions of dollars, well, uh, too bad, you're SOL. And so they're having this big lawsuit. They're suing Oprah for $13 million, which is like pocket change to that bitch. And it really pains me that I have to take her side on this because she happens to be right. If she had some vegetarian former uh, beef guy on her show last year, 2 years ago, and the guy was talking about how they feed cows ground up disease, you know, they ground up uh
8: cattle, tissues of dead animals, uh excrement like they
3: put in dog food. Yeah, sounds tasty to me. In addition to which whatever goes in comes out pretty much uh, all the same way anyway, right? What goes in must come out. That's what Peter North says. So what the hell's wrong with that? And we don't have no mad cow disease in this country. So they, the bottom line is she evidently got a lot of her housewives all bent out of shape, the ones who weren't buying these tapioca pudding books that she's always promoting on there. God, I wish to hell I was on there for like one day. Just think of all the great books that I could promote on there one day, but of course would never have the power that this bitch has got because she's got these simpleton housewives across America by the millions mesmerized. Mesmerized. Just like she did with that Optifast. Remember that quack? Uh, oh, yeah. One day, she weighed 300 pounds. Six days later, she weighed 75 pounds on Optifast. And then, of course, people went on that diet, and they were croaking left and right. I'm surprised she never got on the Fen-Fen thing. She's like a human accordion. One day, she weighs 300. Next day, she weighs 30 pounds. She's like in between Karen Carpenter and Mama Cass, and not really sure which side she's going to come down on. Here's Hollywood. Hello.
1: Hello. Good morning, Neil. When is this? I got a spy report. My yes, brother sir. called me last night at 11 o'clock. He was at Miami um, Lakes golfing. He said, guess what? Who was in front of me? It uh-huh. was the infamous, I killed Nicole. Oh, man. And I, t- I told him, I said, you know what? My brother agrees that um O.J. killed her. I says, he goes, I was staring at him, and then finally O.J. said, um, how you doing? I, and, killed I, and, Nicole. I <laughs> and I told my brother, I said, what'd you tell him? And he says, well, he just said hello. But I said, you know what? I said, if people, the public start seeing O.J. out there and start telling them, you know what? You killed Nicole. I told my brother, I said, you could have been in every major newspaper. You should have took out that nine iron and just beat the crap out of him.
3: There's, uh, excellent. He could have been all over. He could have been on hard copy, soft copy, inside edition, outside edition, Geraldo, Jenny Jones.
1: He would have been on Larry King.
3: He could have been, he, he could have been uh, gigantic.
1: But, um, I think that OJ's moving to town here, and, uh. That's
3: what I'm afraid of, man.
1: And, um, I, you know, like I said, I told my brother, I said, I'm not impressed by anybody except the Pope. Not even you, Neil. But if I saw O.J., I think I would have grabbed that nine iron and just. Beat no, tell me that
3: you're impressed by the Pope. A silly old man in a dress impresses you.
1: Yes, sir. Why is that? Well, I just think he's uh, he's different, and.
3: Um, yeah, he's different. An old man in a dress with a beanie is different. You they don't see too many of them. That's true. <laughs> Why are you impressed by the Pope?
1: I guess because I'm Catholic.
3: And you've been brainwashed.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, I have a level
3: head. I'm not asking you about your uh, sex life. I'm asking you about your brain, <laughs> sir. You've been brainwashed.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what the Pope says over there in Cuba. Well, we'll,
3: well what do you think he's going to say besides Dominus Nabiscus, so only $50? What do you think he's going to say?
1: <laughs> well, they, they say that every country he's visited, communist country, that it's it's fallen. It's become there, free. there
3: can be no question that the Pope is responsible for the fall of communism, just like his, one of his predecessors, Pope Pius XII, was responsible for the fall of the Nazis. Right?
8: Yeah. Okay,
3: thank you so much. There we go.
8: <laughs> I'm going to church right now. I'm,
3: I'm getting on my knees right now. Well, that is that the boys are still in the building, the Backstreet Boys. He's not going to bring them down here, is he? That would be embarrassing.
8: Maybe they won't come down here.
3: Well, he's, they're up there allegedly. Well, he wasn't sure they were showing up anyway. said so allegedly they're coming on with Kid Curry. On Power 96, they don't play their music anyway, do they? George, during this last break, being the heathen spick that he is, is going through this long song. And a, bop bop. Bop, 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 bop. Why, you're preaching to the choir. Why are you telling me all of this about uh, the archaic bullcrap of the Catholic Church and all the brainwashing? When That's you get to the, Listen, when you get to the squirrely gates, mister, with O.J., he'd be going in and you'd be going down. You'd be going on the elevator going straight down. He'd be going straight up. I want you to stop and think about that for just a second, okay? The pearly gates of heaven. See, people talk crap because they've been conditioned to talk it, and they've been conditioned by hearing other people talk this crap. Oh, and you get to the pearly gates. Have you ever seen that spot? <clears throat> I don't even know what it's for. They're all lined up at the pearly gates, and St. Peter is sitting there, and then somebody who's like uh, a 20th in line, does this line ever move? And then <laughs> you see them go straight down. I say, yeah, I guess it does now. <laughs> like that. <clears throat> yeah. I want you to stop and think about that. Here's like all these millions of people talk about a slow moving line makes Disneyland look like like a picnic, makes makes the uh, makes the express line at Winn Dixie look fantastic at two o'clock in the morning when it's the only one open. It's not moving at all. The Pearly Gates and here's this murdering son of a bitch comes into our town and he's lecturing us on we better uh, cut the crap because uh, the man up there he don't be liking it. The man.
1: There's a great Houston. Stop, stop, stop. The boss down. God got him the grass. Hey! The boss down. He left like the smoking man. The boss down. He's the TV head there. The boss down. The boss down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
6: The get on grass. Jesus freaks our back. Jesus Christ, a super he never shot a chunk. Pokes and get thrown on road. decent church, your drunk.
1: The Pokes, Pokes, dust. They give him the grass. The Pokes, Pokes, Dope. He likes his fucking ass. The Pokes, Pokes, Dope. He's a
6: groovy head The Pokes, Pokes,
1: Dope. The punk, dunk, dunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, went up the hill to fix a pill, She'll forget to take a pill, now she's got it, Taking pills is not a joke, before for a groovy boat. First in joking, D.A. took a marijuana smoke. Stop, 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 Guy gave from the grass. Stop, 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 He likes to stick a man. stop. The pump the pump oh yeah Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh the puppet's getting higher. The puppet's getting higher. The puppet's getting The getting The puppet's getting The getting higher. The getting
6: getting higher. The
1: getting getting higher. The getting getting higher.
3: But he has a much more reasonable man. There's
1: no mistake about that. Divorce, unacceptable. Abortion, unacceptable. Birth control. Fag's okay unless they're in the church
3: and doing the elder boys. That's okay. Uh, oh, birth control, you gotta have that old rhythm, man. You gotta be saying, I got's rhythm. That's the only one that's acceptable. And obviously, it's working really great in all those third world countries where they're reproducing like rabbits, like cockroaches. And you can be sure he's going to be peddling that same Stone Age garbage in Havana tomorrow and everywhere he goes around the world as they continue perpetuating the misery and suffering of overpopulation all over the world. That's the one thing they do better than anything else besides brainwashing is perpetuate misery, starvation, and suffering. And it's interesting, when you are in Rome, by the way, the only people over there at the Vatican are the Getchkis, the schleppers who come on their hands and knees, and then, of course, the tourists who go over there and they buy the crosses and all the other uh, the, the trinkets, the souvenirs.
1: I hate to tell you this, but the Jews
3: own the souvenir shops. Here's uh Coral Springs. Hello.
9: Good morning, Neil.
3: Buenos dias.
2: Thank you very much, uh, you and George, for a great show yesterday. Oh, enjoyed. thank God.
3: Somebody heard it. I thought we had been flooded today with people saying, boy, we sure enjoyed that. Let's do it again uh, soon, like maybe today.
2: It was a great gift, and I appreciate it.
3: Well, you're welcome.
2: About the Pope, uh, I don't know if you uh, saw the Washington Post or any paper back in November when the Pope uh, talked to a Vatican consul and... uh Condemn the actions of uh, Christians before and during the Holocaust. He, I think he told the Vatican conference the Christian world contributed to the rise of anti-Semitism, and then failed to fight it as the Jews were being slaughtered during World War II.
1: Right. He came
2: very, very close to issuing an apology for the actions of Pope Pius.
3: Close, but not cigar. No cigar. Which I
2: believe is his next step, and that's what's interesting about this Pope. I don't see him. Uh, I, I have no uh, uh, affection for organized religion. And uh, I agree with you about most of it. Um, I'm not exactly sure about a supreme being. I'm still wondering about it, but my mind is open, one way or the other. What's well, interesting about this? Uh,
3: what, both, what is interesting about this man in a skirt?
2: Well, what's interesting about him is that he is uh, being used um, politically um, as a way of undermining Castro. And as
3: but let me ask you this: How is he undermining Castro? In other words, when he leaves Cuba in a couple of days? Are you suggesting to me that Castro is going to fall or that somehow his power base there is going to disappear? Oh, no,
2: no, no, not at because all.
3: Because, he, you know, he's better. One thing Castro I'm, is I'm much not better all at all. doing than the church even is indoctrinating and brainwashing, and he's got those Cubans over there so brainwashed that other than El Duque and a few baseball players, they think they're living the life of Riley. They're happy as a pig and slop, and they love Fidel. Oh,
2: no, I'm not suggesting he's going, he's going to contribute to uh, Castro's So how is he law.
3: undermining him?
2: Um, he's uh, allowing some of the dissidents in Cuba... uh the uh, courage to uh, maybe speak out a little more, and that's it's and very incremental. It's very years, small. Yeah. I understand that, but um, this is probably his um, main contribution to his visit to Cuba. That's all. Well, so I, I you had you had understand. Back, it's very I kind. got to go
3: back and eat pasta, and Rome Then I
2: understand. And, and by the way, about
3: um, and let me let me ask you this: <clears throat> What business does this man? Since he's a member of a religious, I was going to say cult, an organized religion, but it is a cult. Since he is the leader, the titular leader, if I can say that, what business does he have running around the world telling people about foreign policy and what they should do and what they shouldn't do and criticizing capitalism? And who the hell cares what he thinks? Other than those people who are his sheep, okay? Apparently,
2: a lot of people care about what he thinks. If nobody cared about what he thought, uh, he wouldn't be doing it. Well,
3: let me ask you this: How come ninety-seven percent of the people in Italy don't go to church?
2: Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean they don't identify as Catholics. You see, just uh, like No, no, no. Let me say this. Have people,
3: you ever been to Rome?
2: Wait, wait a minute. Have
3: you me. ever been to Rome?
2: Yes, I have, but let me tell you this. It's like 97% of the people in Israel don't go to synagogue, but they identify as being Jews. It's the same thing. It's a cultural thing. There's a, more difference, than religious be-
3: there's a difference between being Catholic, as in being born Catholic... And as you say, identifying with a man who's preaching Stone Age garbage. When the Pope told him that, uh, that uh, divorce was illegal, they passed a the law in Italy uh, allowing divorce. When he told them that abortion was absolutely a sin, guess what? They have abortions all over Italy. It's legal in Italy. Okay. Well, I'm
2: saying the people identify with him more culturally than they Well, do what does Jewish. that
3: mean? They don't need him to eat pasta. What does culturally mean? He's Polish. Exactly. They don't need no kielbasa anywhere. I've been in Italy.
2: Well I uh you know, I it's just a thought of mine. I, I you're probably right, but I just wanted to... Uh, I mean I'm not gonna try I to put
3: words thinking. in your mouth or anything else. And I you know, I mean everybody's entitled to an opinion, I'm more than happy to hear it. However, let me it seems to me that you're making an attempt. Maybe you're trying too hard to be a nice guy and you're making an attempt to make a case for this man where there isn't any. There's no case there.
2: That could probably be true. By the way, when you're when I'm on hold yeah. um during the break, uh your conversation, or George's conversation with you, came over the phone. Oh, of course. And it was very interesting. That's I would be interested to hear what it was at nine years old that George had this epiphany that he was talking about.
3: No, George, uh, at, the, at nine years old, realized it was all a bunch of bullcrap and said, uh, screw this.
1: Well,
2: Have a great
3: day, pal.
1: You too, George. And
3: God bless you. See, they lay, and that's another reason to call. You can hear George trying, bop, 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 bop. And believe me, he does. He does his own show to me, which, like I said, it's preaching in the choir. I'm the captive audience here, but he has to get it off his little chest. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. What's up? How you doing, sir?
1: Okay. Do you remember saying... Did no, God,
3: I can't, can't hear you too well. Yeah. That's better.
1: Did God create man or did man create God?
3: Easy question.
8: Do you remember saying that? Yes. Do you remember when you were on WNWS used to No, say,
3: I don't. Well, I, I have re- that all I so.
8: I, re- I remember. used to say, is there a green leprechaun on my shoulder?
3: As a matter of fact, there is now. There is? When you get this old, there's a little green leprechaun that stands on your shoulder and hops around. It's either that or psoriasis.
1: And... You also talked about God helps those who help themselves. Yes. Does that mean he condones shoplifting?
3: Don't remember that one, but you must have, you must have a lot of material on tape.
1: No, not on tape, just in the memory. Right. And how about, if if he's <laughs> such a wonderful God, how could he um, make the waters crash down on the Egyptians who are chasing after the Israelites? And, and
3: how, how How about this El Nino business? That? I talked about this the other day. El Nino, here's the Christ child, and he's screwing up the weather, and people are dying and freezing death thanks to the Christ child. That should tell you what people think of religion.
1: But we're all God's children.
3: There you go. Isn't that sad? Isn't Have it? a great day. He must be really, really busy. He must be pretty busy up there or out there or in there or under there, wherever the hell he's hiding these days on the side of that bank building. You know, I know that a lot of people in this audience get very antsy and they think I do too much of this. The real thing is I don't do enough of it. That's the thing. I am so sick and tired of a media and an entire, other than maybe, uh, you know, Screw Magazine, which is our good pornographer friend Al Goldstein, and uh, a few uh, pornographic publications, which, of course, most people discard because if uh, it's a sexual nature, then obviously you're going to go to hell anyway for looking at it or reading it. But let's see what's in it, please. But other than that, there is nobody in this goddamn country that's got the balls to come out and talk about I mean, here, this Pope thing is a classic example. Where is the other side of this? Where is even the other side in this community which you'd expect to see this big conflict, Well, you know, with the Cubans about, well, on the one hand, as much as they've been brainwashed and they're good, obedient Catholics and they bring their money to church and put it in a plate every Sunday and they stick that wafer in their mouth and whatever else looks good, in spite of all that, here's this guy coming consorting with Fidel, who is like the devil incarnate. I mean, this son of a bitch, Fidel, they hate like poison, and with good reason, okay? And so they've got this tremendous conflict. And in this community, man, they've managed to, like, sh- shove all this under the carpet. They've covered it all up. And the entire media here are covering this thing like it's the second coming of uh, Yoshki and Joseph Smith and Abraham and Abraham Solomon. I mean, it's just unbelievable. you think this was the greatest thing that uh, since they invented the uh, popsicle, for Christ's sakes. What's so great about it? Oh, and, and then of course I remember years ago when he was here. What was that about uh, ten? 11, it was eleven years ago because that was an INZ. Oh my God! And they had and guess who was the MC? You'll never guess this. Gregory Benjamin Budell was the MC of this uh, parade thing they had downtown for El Papa, a man who keeps asking the question: Is there anybody out there who doesn't hate me like poison? Gregory Budell a man who does more radio jobs in six months than most of us have ever done in a lifetime, and this man was there emceeing, and, oh, God, that's good, et cetera, and so on. There's a guy who's been well-adjusted from his Catholic upbringing, right? Guilt, baby, that's what it's all about. And like Madeline Murray O'Hare, that bitch, where is she, by the way? Whatever she said, without hell, religion isn't worth a damn. And that's right, without the fear of being punished, without the fear of not having eternal life, which is the most ridiculous thing. It's like O.J. saying, oh, when you're up there at the pearly gates, the man get upset. At the pearly gates. If he was so worried about the pearly gates, he wouldn't have off those two people like, uh, you know, in a fit of passion. Uh, he was pissed off, man. Worried about the goddamn pearly gates, my ass. This is such garbage, such nonsense, such sputum, man. And like I've said so many times, and I'll keep saying it as long as i got a breath in this old, pathetic, faggy body of mine, if they spent like one-tenth of the money and energy that they do on brainwashing the world with this horse crap to try to solve the problems that are out there and feed the people who are starving to death, including that poor old bag mother Teresa, I'll grant you, you know, she may have uh, never stolen a freight train, and she was wrinkled up and disgusting and old and probably smelled bad, and nobody cared because she chose the wrong time to croak when Diana did. But in the meantime, she was running around the world peddling the same crap, a horse ball, and if they would have just sold all the uh, all the artwork they got in the Vatican, they'd have enough money to feed all all the starving people. Billions. Billions and billions with a B. And if they had all the money that was uh, ripped off in a uh, Vatican bank scandal... They'd have all that much more money. They could all be driving the, at least little brown Toyotas anyway, all these schleppers, even in places where they don't have any roads yet. They were showing yesterday, speaking of Martin Luther King Day, they were showing some of these revival uh, things, some of these, oh my god, what is that all about? It's like something out of a Tennessee Williams play. I mean, these people are like rocking and rolling, ah, they're rolling around on the floor and the spirit is getting to them and they're speaking in tongues and they're rolling around on each other and oh god, that's good. I mean, talk about St. Vitus dance. Talk about watching people who look like they have gone totally mentally, like it's time to get the butterfly in it out, boys and girls.
8: Three times a week at that Assembly of God church right by your house.
3: Oh, oh yeah. They'd be speaking in tongues? All right.
8: And healing.
3: Let, let me just lay it out to you, and I, want, I really would challenge anybody to debate this. Since the Cubans in Cuba have lived under Castro and communism for almost 40 years now, since 1959, and since... Virtually all of those people have been brought up without religion. They're, they're economic prisoners of Castro's regime is what they are. Political and economic because they can't express it as any point of view, but if they had, if they had food, if they had a decent lifestyle, they wouldn't give a crap. They don't care about communista, they don't care about, the, the, uh, capitalism, they don't care about uh, religion, any of that, if they just could like, uh, you know, get their food and their uh, medicines and whatever they need to live like human beings. That's what they care about. Now, unless I'm mistaken, unless the news media have missed something drastic here, and I don't think they have, because they've covered this thing, everything from the Pope's fingernails to his uh everything in between. We've had great details, most of which we don't need to hear about all of it. So unless I'm missing something, he isn't bringing... Truckloads and truckloads and plane loads of cargo. It'd be hard to bring the trucks, I guess. Plane loads of all this good stuff to feed the people, to bring their medicine, to bring all these things which they are desperately being deprived of. Well, why the hell not? Because he wing it. He don't have time for that. He's busy collecting money from the getchkis who are going to come on their hands and knees, just like they've been for years, all over Latin America, and all these schleppers bringing their last few pesos. Oh la papa, for la papa, for uh," whatever you know. El papa. No, la papa. El papa would be for a real man. I was saying El Papa up until this moment, but now let's at least be honest about it. What kind of a man wears a dress? Even guys that run around in drag dress better than that. Even Eddie Murphy would be embarrassed by that, okay? what out of the skirt, Pops. You know what I'm saying? What kind of crap is that? And you see all this uh, archaic stuff, and they're running around with the uh, with the, all those. I, I still wonder what what is They call it a mitre, don't they, that big thing that they're schlepping? And with those things, those hoods on their head? I thought only the Klansmen wore hoods on their head. And then he's What's sitting the around there, they ripped off the beanie from the Jews, of course. They had to rip off everything from the Jews because we came first. And he's got his little uh ugly beanie there. And oh it's a big and he's coming there, but is he gonna oh he's gonna take care of their spiritual needs. What the hell does that mean? What a rationalization for the fact that he's not gonna come there and do a goddamn thing about the real problems that these people are suffering from. He's not gonna free them politically, he's not gonna feed them, he's not gonna take care of their health and medical needs, he's not gonna do a damn thing except do another big publicity stunt so we can keep the Vatican going. And you know something? If they took a if they took a vote, see, Italy is not like England, where they're like uh, tied with a monarchy, where they're all emotionally involved because because they're, they're emotional cripples. In Italy, they'd like to say "bafangula" to the whole Vatican a whole bunch of those guys. They don't have any need for them. In fact, they would like to stop being. See, the Vatican gets pissed off. And so every now and then they come along along with the polizia and they, like, uh, close up all the uh, adult establishments and clubs and uh, uh, bars where people might be having a good time because they want to suppress the people and control them as much as possible. That's what the Vatican, that's the purpose they serve in Italy. And they, by the way, they don't do a very good job because, like, five days later, they all reopen again. All the gay bars, we have to shut down them because the fags are in there, including a lot. Oh, send the priest to the bathhouse. They'll, they'll have a good time there. And they do. But if you ask the majority of the people, they need them like they need hemorrhoids. And believe me, as an expert on that subject, we don't, none of us need that.
1: Hey, Papa Juan Pablo. The Pope's coming. Scorch squirt,
3: squirt. And it's going to be a big day in Habana, man. They're going to be free any second now. They were showing on the CNN, now that we have our uh, direct TV on our satellite thing here, they were showing all these getchkes and they're all sitting there. Have you ever noticed that when people, when they pray and they sit there and they put their hands together, it looks like they it looks like they just, their brain is going to pop out of their forehead if they have one in there? Like, they're really uh, concentrating very, very hard.
8: Scrunching their eyes.
3: They, they're scrunching it, and their eyes, too. So there's a lot of praying going on and a lot of carrying on, and here's this old man in a dress going to be in Havana today, and, of course, that's going to change everything, and uh, you won't escape it. Keep your TV set in the off position. Lots of great sports stories, by the way. A lot of role models for all you people to get excited about this morning. First of all, here's uh, Chris Webber. In too much of a hurry to get to practice, Chris Webber ended up with a face full of pepper spray, six hours in jail, and a marriage charge. After a routine traffic stop for speeding, the Washington Wizards Ford was arrested Tuesday and charged with assault, resisting arrest, possession of marijuana, driving under the influence of marijuana, and five other traffic-related violations. And it goes on and on and on. Then if you flip over on the other page, on the other side of it in the Scum settle this morning, Dolphins Mosley arrested. Oh, no. Miami Dolphins quarterback, Dean Norris Mosley. You'll be knowing anybody named Dean Norris? Huh? What is that? Is, is that like DeRain in Spain? DeNorse Mosley was arrested Tuesday after allegedly firing a handgun outside a Monongahela. Is that it? Monongalia. I thought it was Monongalia. Oh, that's a different place. Monongalia. I think it is Monongahela. County Strip Club in Morgantown, West Virginia. Mosley, who's from Pahokee. Does that tell you everything you need to know? He's from Pahokee. was charged with brandishing a firearm and shooting from a roadway, both misdemeanors, County Jail uh, Sergeant Gary White said. Mosley later was released after posting $600 bond. Then we got in the uh, hockey page in the sports section this morning, goalie Sean Burke of the Vancouver Canucks, formerly of uh, Hartford and uh, Carolina, wherever else he was, must complete an educational program on domestic abuse within six months as part of his punishment for assaulting his wife in November.
1: Oh!
3: Burke also was fined $200 and sentenced to 18 months probation after pleading guilty Friday to the November 2nd incident. And then on the letters to the editor page in the Sun Sentinel, just to round it out to make for a full exciting day, here's a picture of Jose Canseco. And Donald Kogan of Boca writes, the headline read, Canseco Deal Keeps Him Out of Jail January 8th. The Oakland A's, Jose Canseco, a (laughs) four-foot-inch, a six-foot-four-inch. He's got four inches, huh? You know those big guys, trust me. A six-foot-four-inch, 240-pound slugger was charged with violence against his estranged second wife. Canseco has also been accused of violence against his first wife. At least he's consistent, goddammit. If you're going to beat up your first wife... In fact I think OJ should go back and get the uh the first one, don't you? Wouldn't that be a good idea? Kinseco's also been accused of violence against his first wife. Ever after pleading no contest he was sentenced to counseling and fined two hundred and fifty eight bucks. Quite a sum for someone who earns millions. Again our system turns the other cheek for a pampered athlete, says Donald Kogan of Boca. Unfreaking believable. So the beat goes on. Oh my god, look at these guys. These you guys, want them in there now? They can come in here now. They look harmless to me. They don't look like axe murders or anything like that. They can come on. Well in the here. one does, kinda. Now, which one is that? Is that uh AJ that looks like the axe murderer? How you doing? The back boys are really now AJ is the one with the tattoos, or is that uh yeah, yeah. your AJ? And this is Kevin. Yeah. See and now it's a mirror. Did they know who you guys were upstairs at Power Ninety yeah. yeah. Six? They did know who you were, but like individually they know who you were? Oh you haven't been on there yet? Well they don't have any idea who you guys are. I mean there I got this
9: mic right here?
3: That's a mic that might even work, Kevin.
9: Excellent. Now where's
3: <laughs> and where's the rest of the guys? Where's Nick and Brian and the Yugasimeshkoha there? They're
0: upstairs getting ready to go on air.
3: Oh, they're gonna go up there?
0: Yeah we're coming
3: to see you. Well, that's great. That's, that's the good stuff. Now, I want to ask you one thing. You now, you'll notice, this, I'm not some novice with you guys, okay? I mean, just because yeah. I'm an old, aging yeah. fag doesn't mean that to, No, seriously. <laughs> well, what's, what's wrong with that? I mean, we can't all be perfect. But when I was in Amsterdam, I bought your album because I saw you guys' videos, which these guys... Are, how come you guys are big all over the world first, and then you're like marketing here? What's, what, is there, that by accident, or is that like on purpose?
0: I guess it's just destiny. It just sort of happened that way.
3: So, what do you got, now, what's the new single going to be?
0: Uh, Backstreet's, Back. Backstreet's Back.
3: Well, that's going to be the uh-huh. single. Yeah. Now, is that a change? Because when you were on Much Music, I thought there was another. Now, let's see. Which ones on here are singles? I'll Never Break Your Heart. Was that a single?
0: In that, in yes.
3: In Europe. That see, I'm confused. Awesome. I can't handle this because i right. spent like in most of my it, summer in it, Europe. It, it, the U.S. It, what, album yeah.
0: is, is a compilation of some of the hits and sing is basically all the all the singles off of the first European album <laughs> we put on the first U.S. album with a couple of new tracks. That's basically what the U.S. album is. Right. So the the next single here in the U.S. will be Backstreet's Back. And then after that, it'll either be, um, we, we feel like we have three more possible singles off the U.S. album that we can go with. So Unbelievable. We'll
3: now, where were you guys? You said you went over to England and did the album over there? Uh-huh. And where else in, uh, have you
0: been? We've been all over the world. The only place we haven't been yet is South America. But basically, we've covered it. Well, you got to learn Spanish. That's, well, why, that's, why I, that's why I came we're, down, we're, down here to
3: learn Spanish. Were you in Amsterdam?
0: Yes, yeah, we were. Yeah, it's a great city.
3: And what is it's it that terrible. you like to Amsterdam, huh?
0: It's Definitely. Now you have to keep. Do
3: you have to keep a long leash on these guys in Amsterdam? Very well
0: behaved. See
3: that—that's what everybody wonders, because you know you read the liner notes and it's a uh, very religious upbringing and background. Even though, you know talking to a heathen bastard like me, but uh, we you don't. Know,
0: I mean, we don't claim to be perfect, but <laughs> not, you now, know, now,
3: what does that mean? You don't claim to, to be perfect. What? Are you like leaving a little door open there for some of these screaming? Girls we're not out there? trying
0: to preach to anybody that we're perfect. Because we make mistakes just like everybody right. else, but we, we you know, we, that's our background, that's our upbringing, that's the way our parents brought us up.
3: Now, what does that mean? I mean, you screw around a little on the side, or what does that mean? <laughs> <kind of> <laughs> they're going to make their parents proud, but still have to try good to. We care. try no, to, I
0: mean, Let's try not that. to do anything that would, would you know, embarrass our families. You know? Just try to make a mom In other words,
9: around. you don't want to emulate Frank Gifford. You don't want to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Just
0: stay away now. from that. No, I but mean, you guys
3: are right? running around all over the world, Amsterdam, all these heathen places, Toronto... And, uh, there's all these screaming girls, my mom, 18 year old girls. And your mom is mom back in Orlando, Amsterdam. right? Yeah. I took
0: my mom to Amsterdam in the Red Light District. She would probably think it was the gates of hell.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of thought, of thought it was the gates of heaven myself <laughs> in an incident. <Amsterdam. laughs> and I think you guys might agree based on looking kind of. When we were there, yeah, there our, our
0: first night there, our, uh, record company, the guy from the, the rep from the record company took us for a walk down the Red Light District and we were just, we it's couldn't, just couldn't so believe funny it. Stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
3: but Europe is different though like you say Toronto is a great city Toronto is different from this country too
0: I think Europe is just more laid back about things they're not as conservative on their views I think the teenagers get responsibility at a lot younger age I think that uh, sex education is a lot better in Europe um and I think they give their teams more responsibility at an earlier age.
3: They're not immature and juvenile like we are in America. I mean,
0: and they travel all over Europe on the trains. I mean, right. they're, the young people are very, very mature there.
3: Well, you guys are really kicking ass, and I appreciate you coming down. So the other guys they're are trapping. just going to hang upstairs on pong. And the con- the concert, by the way, is uh, yeah. You can bring them down here. Of course, everybody's after Nick. Everybody now, is he because is, why don't you guys get him to dye his hair like dark? So he doesn't stand out <laughs> so much. No, seriously, because obviously, because he's the one blonde guy in the group, there's five guys, and he, like, stands out, and everybody's screaming, There's Nick because he's blonde. So I think if you just get to dye the hair, you might, uh, you might do it. that might do the job. And, uh, it's going to be a great concert, I guarantee you that. In fact, I'm going to give away a couple of them. I'm going uh, to, I was going to come, but I thought, God, it's going to be kind of embarrassing, you know, with all those little
0: squeaky sc- yeah. girls. We have, You're we have, have, no, really, we have people from all ages, all walks all of life. Yeah, you we know, have lots of old families,
3: fags
8: that go to see you. Yeah. Everybody.
0: Oh, lots of
3: there. other fags that go to see you. Is that what you said, George? You miserable sick <laughs> Actually, I said old fags. <laughs> old fags, like me, heathen <laughs> fags. Well, there are some <laughs> fags. But what's wrong with that? <laughs> no, not a just, thing.
0: thing. Huh? Not a thing. There
3: That's you thing. go. I rest my case. I might actually show up now. I feel like less Please inhibited. Less Please, aware. I
0: want to see what you think. So you can tell your viewers... Okay, don't give these away. So you can tell your viewers, yeah, your viewers, your listeners tomorrow what you thought of the show. What I thought of the show?
1: That's a new single. There is only.
0: See, you're not going to get
3: this on Power 96 because they're not even probably playing your music. (laughs) Even though this is a talk show and they're an alleged music station. Well, thanks a lot, guys. It's good to see you. And continued good luck. And I'll show up tonight,
1: believe it or not. I will. I'm going to... We'll be
3: listening. Excellent. Okay. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. All right. All
6: right
3: okay, there they are. Backstreet Boys. They're hotter than a pistol, guys.
6: If you want a big. <laughs> get me a ticket for an aeroplane. Got to get on the
5: Wheel of Fortune game. I just got to win. Spin the wheel again. Havana, oh, pick me a letter. Bankrupt. What do you mean, bankrupt? I don't care how much money I got to spend. Can't stand to look at that Save that again. Won't throw in the towel, still I buy your vowels. Oh, Vanna, pick me a letter. Hey, ma'am, what do you mean there's no F in phone? Vanna, pick me a letter. No one does it any better. I dream about you. Hey, Vanna, is that an all over ten or what? Vanna, I don't understand why you make a hundred grand. Not for me to save. Anyway, get me a ticket for an aeroplane. Gonna be on the Wheel of Fortune game I just got to win Spin the wheel again Oh, Vanna, pick me a letter
2: work, work. Go, Vanna,
5: look at it, go All right Hey, get out of my face, Pat Is that a toupee? Hey, there, is that word Is it lowrider?
1: All right, lowrider <laughs>
5: Forget the letter, man. I'll take Vanna White. You're beautiful, baby. You and me could play the home game. Got me a ticket for an airplane. All right. I'm on the Wheel of Fortune game. Yeah. I just love that sound. I'm in the bonus round. Hey, Vanna, pick me a letter. Lose a turn. Hey, pass, lose this. Vanna, pick me a letter. No one does it any better. I dream about you. All right. That is an all-over ten. Vanna, I don't mean to stare, but are you wearing underwear? Not for me to say. Anyway, I don't care how much money I got to spend. Can't stand to look at that stage jack again. Won't throw in the towel till I buy your vowels. Oh, Vanna, pick me a letter. Say, pick me a letter. Alright, I'm ready to pick, baby. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, J, J, K, L, N, O, B, U, I, C, U, B, W, X, Y, Z. That's a covering, huh? All right, I'll take the sofa, the blender, the microwave, the refrigerator. Hey, man, what do you mean $500 for a black and white 5-inch portable TV set? You got ripped off, man. My brother-in-law can get it for you wholesale. Give me the money and I'll buy the TV set, man, all right?
1: Hey, man, come on, baby. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale.
3: I can't believe what just happened. Did you hear that? Did you hear the way that that music was fading and the ID still played over it, George? Not that I want to get the audience involved in technical. uh, I can't believe that that works that way. It's
8: set up to do that, yeah. It is? It's great. Oh. My and everybody thinks God. it's an obsolete uh, machine.
3: What? The VCS? The
8: they're going audio vault everywhere.
3: I got news for you. The audio vault is a piece of, <coughs> compared to the, compared to anything. The audio vault is, uh, for commercials it's fine. Right. It's okay. Not great. In fact, even this would be, this is, in a lot of places use this for spots. Remember we used to have all the spots from uh, the right. post in the hot in there. there.
8: That's where the problem arises. It doesn't interface well with the traffic computer system. They were having problems over there at Hot 105 with the DCS.
3: Well, like I said, let the, let the uh, c- uh, commercial people deal with the audio vault, which is a piece of garbage, and we'll take our DCS here. Thank you very much. I, I'm just blown away. It's great um, by the way that that just I, I hit it like a second early and thought, well, maybe it'll uh, chop the other thing off, but who cares. And it's just uh, the music faded out there. And nobody in the audience really cares about this because on QAN they used to, oh, 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 oh. they're used to that kind of sound from our cart machine number five, which, by the way, if this company had any self-respect, which they don't, they would get rid of that thing. Now they would blow it up right on the air. We'd have a party. That's my goal. Seriously, this year, year number one with this godforsaken company, that's my goal is to embarrass them because, you know, those studios upstairs on the second floor. I mean, uh, even Yoshki will never live long enough to see those. On the, did I say upstairs on the second floor or on the eighth floor whatever the hell it is? But the bottom line is at least at least put something in there so when somebody's commercials are playing on the air, you know somebody can understand what it is. So at least we pretend that we care about doing something for their uh, 100 bucks or 200 bucks or 5,000 bucks or whatever we're soaking out of them on that particular day. Now that we had a good book, they're 10 grand. God. No, no shame whatsoever. These people are astonishing. And I'll give you another. This is a great one. I was halfway kidding with George when I came in this morning. I said, you know, I'm kind of curious as to what day is going to be payday this uh, week. Now, George is on direct deposit, which I am not, and I don't want to be on direct deposit for reasons which, uh, you know, I got my company and I write myself a check. It's a little more complicated. I want to have it in my hand and the check, too. And I said, "Uh, what what do you think? i about to be, about to be. And then uh, Phyllis came down here, our fine office manager. And you don't want to mess around with Phyllis. And at any rate, she came down and said, anybody know what day is going to be payday this week when we're getting our checks? And she said, well, let's see, the moon is in Uranus and the cow is on the backyard fence and, you know, and the 10th and the 25th are technically supposed to be the paydays here at Beasley Reed Broadcasting. And I will say that they have been very early with the paychecks. Now, some of the other checks are a little on the slow side, but the paychecks have actually come early but it's kind of like at their whim. In other words, whenever we got a few bucks in the bank, let's give them the check now and make sure it clears today. So like the 25th should be payday, but the 25th is Sunday. So any place that I've ever worked in my life when the payday is on a weekend day, you always get your check the day before the weekend, which in this case would be Friday the 23rd. Payday should be on Friday, but then uh, here's the best part. Phyllis says, well, if, if the date comes on Saturday, then they pay on Friday, but if it if it lands on Sunday, then they do it on Monday which is a way of pushing it back just one more day. Can we postpone just one more day? We're going out and taking a collection on the corner here on Ives Derry Road. So anyway, the Bass Street Boys, I guess the other three were upstairs. Brian and uh, Nick and uh, Howie are upstairs with the old man. I mean, if they think I'm old, wait till they see the guy with the aluminum walker up there at Power 96. Kid Curry, my ass. Pops Curry, how you doing, Pops? Uh, weren't you impressed by the fact they walked in here, those two, and I knew which, uh, the names in the whole deal are gone? Uh, uh, pretty exciting, I think. You're very hit. For an old fag like me. No, they were good guys, and they're not, uh, I was a little bit, uh, you know, nervous about that, because I don't want to do a whole bunch of, uh, you know, you read the liner notes in the albums, and it's Jesus, and God, and, uh, this, and Jesus, you know. And all I think they were saying, like they were talking about Amsterdam, is good God, that was good. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello.
9: Good morning, Neil.
3: Our first call of the morning. Happy Wednesday to you, sir. Happy
9: Wednesday. Wednesday Happy hum- Happy Humper Day. Yes, sir. The Cuba thing. Yes, sir. Have you noticed a lot of the family reunions going on on the news? Yeah. You know, the people that, that escaped Cuba on the rafts and they're all going back now? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen when the Pope leaves and uh, Castro decides not to let all these people back out?
3: I think they'll be fed fairly well. Uh, you know, those <laughs> Cuban prisons rate three uh, squares a day.
9: Yeah, I mean, it's it, you see all of these people and they're all going over there and meeting their family and uh, you know it's uh hi how you doing and I can't wait to get back to America. I don't think Sir, it's been a good out. This
3: whole episode epitomizes the insanity of the human race as we watch all of these people carrying on and getting all emotional and swept up in this garbage. And I got CNN on here waiting for the moment mm-hmm. when. When His Majesty, His Holiness, His uh, Papa. Senility, Il Papa, La Papa, La Papa, La popa, Mama La Papa, uh, when he arrives there, as if this is going to change something. And of course, it is absolutely not. And then we had the guy yesterday. People bend over backward to show respect, and I have no idea why. Because these people are the cancer of the universe. These so-called religious leaders and the Pope, especially, preaching this this anti-human, this hateful crap, which the Vatican has been doing since its inception, yes. with all these crazy popes through the centuries. And, oh, well, he's the Pope. You know, we can't say these things. Well, guess what? I am.
9: Yep. Well, you, you're the only one who speaks the truth.
3: Exactly. my um, And right, in closing, Yes, sir.
9: Phil, you're a cruise line douchebag.
3: And dump this. Have a great day. Hi. Time. Here's a lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
9: Hello.
3: Yes, ma'am.
5: I heard you are giving away the Baxter tickets. Yeah. Can I have them?
3: It all depends. sucking around. Yeah, uh, they that? didn't suck around too good. I mean, it was just so you came right out and just uh, blurted it, you know. <laughs> Are you? How old are you?
0: I'm 16.
3: 16? Aren't you in school today?
0: Um, we have exams.
3: Oh, you have exams, so you're not in school. Nope. Where do you live? Fort Lauderdale. And you're gonna drive? Uh, well, we're not really that far. You're gonna drive down here and pick him up.
5: Um, I guess so.
3: You got them, George. And you're gonna go. And I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna, you know, put this down and have you talk to George. And then you're gonna leave these tickets sitting here, right? Right. You're gonna take them.
1: What seats are they?
3: Okay, she's gone. <laughs>
1: Oh, that was the best. Twenty-two years
3: it took me to get to that point, and finally, we finally hit the jackpot. Oh. Like Faye Dunaway said, we hit the goddamn mother load. Isn't that what she said? Oh, my God. That was she was even better than that freeloading lady. That oh, on that the was, she wasn't even in the same ballpark with this broad. Sixteen years old. What seats are they? Are the best seats in the house? That's, that's, that's fucking rich. Yeah. They're right in Nick's lap. How, is that close enough, honey? Lap this. I cannot believe my ears, man. I thought that after all this time, nothing would shock me, but that was the best. She sounded like she was squealing, like she was on the verge of a major accident. The backdoor boy. She's like on the way to San Jose. And uh, well, uh, what seats are they? Well, I guess you don't have any seats. Is what you don't have. Well, there's a good there's a good seminar for all you people out there. Anytime that we have something to give away, which isn't too often, you want to talk yourself out of it. That's a perfect way to do it.
5: Well, uh, don't you have something better than that? Ah. Uh. That CD you gave me is pretty crappy. Can can I exchange it for something else?
3: (laughs) Oh, God. Honey, you made my day and my week. I thought this was going to be a desperate day, but no matter what happens from now till 2 o'clock, that just made my day in my life. I don't know which I enjoyed more. Seeing AJ and Kevin in here this morning. Where the hell was Nick and Brian and Howie, for Christ's sakes?
8: I think they they tipped off.
3: Yeah, they took Nick and Howie upstairs. They took the best-looking guys up there. That's all right. That's okay. I'll get to meet them at the concert tonight. The guy said, come and see me at 6 o'clock. Come backstage and we'll do a little uh, number back there. I don't know what number he was thinking about. I know which one I was thinking. Song and dance. What? Soft shoe. I think it was the number that comes after 68. 21 before 11 and 560 WQA. I killed Nicole. That OJ
8: thing was in yesterday's. Oh, it was in yesterday's
3: paper? Dan bastard. Yeah, well, Phyllis would know because she loves OJ. She's got pictures all over the wall. Oh, Phyllis. What are we going to do with you, sweetheart? How about lobotomy for starters? But anyway, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I'm not going to get started. I need to be suspended for two weeks. So where's the, uh, where's the paper? What are you laughing about? Oh, you do have the paper. Yeah, I know that whole story, Phyllis. You're not fooling me about Hank. Yeah, you want to hear the real story about Hank? What do you mean it's not in there? No, here it is. It's right here. What is wrong with you, man? I think the Pope's trip to Cuba is putting too much pressure on your brain. And
8: then she brought us down. Is that yesterday's? This
3: is uh, Tuesday. This is yesterday's. That's what okay. she brought Thank you. you okay. But this is it. Thank you, Phyllis. Even though you are screwed up. Uh, where's the story?
1: Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh my God! Simpson
3: seems more famous than infamous. Dan a bastard. With a picture, and here's O.J. got that smile on his face, like he knows, uh, you know, what time of day it is, and a club in his hand. Yeah, he's uh, he used to having a big club in his hand. Like him or not, Simpson can hypnotize you when he talks. He says, look, I've been in a bathroom alone with Fred Goldman. He thinks I murdered his son. Maybe if I was in his shoes, I'd say the same things he said about me. He's been a ba- in a bathroom alone with Fred Goldman? What the hell does that mean? What the hell were they doing in there? Squirt, squirt. Ah, there you go. Now the real story's coming out. Dan La bastard, sucking around. Just another, there's so many suck holes. What did I tell you? I told you months ago, I'm so tired of suckholes. I'm tired of ass kissers, Man. The guy is a cold-blooded murderer who was a big piece of crap before that, who was nothing but a dumb ex-jock. But when you're dealing with these guys who write these jock columns, man, they're in such... You know, I started off the show this morning, which there was no comment about, of course, as usual, about all these goddamn guys being arrested again, mostly of the Dolphins, and, of course, uh, Weber of, uh, you know, Chris Weber of the Wizards, which their other name wasn't good enough for him, so now all of a sudden they're the Wizards and Sean Burke's got to pay for beating up his wife, and uh, we got uh, Jose Canseco for the 400th time who beat up his first wife and has now beat up his second wife, and on and on it goes. And those of you who have got this mindless admiration for these idiotic jocks, for these overpaid morons, it uh, makes me puke including Dan LaBastard. Thank you very much, sir, for bringing that to my attention so we once again can point out to the public that the Herald is a piece of garbage.
1: Oh, man.
3: Anyway, so I'm reading during the last break. I read this entire column, and I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't waste the time, number one, nor would I dignify this miserable idiot by reading this Dan LaBastard column from yesterday's Herald. I wouldn't do it for all the money in the world. But I'm just going to tell you something. If you're one of those people that feels uncomfortable, if you want to puke but you don't want to stick your finger down your throat, just read this, and I guarantee you you will be heaving for hours. Oh my god, in fact, uh, Princess Die, she, instead of sticking her finger down there, she could have used this, just kept reading it every day and she would have accomplished the same thing. I have never read such swill, such obfuscation of the obvious of the facts as this piece of direct as they try to humanize the subhuman piece of garbage called OJ. Dan LaPaste, you gotta hang your head in shame, man. I just can't wait for the letters to start pouring into the Herald about that piece of turd, huh? And if you haven't written one, even if you didn't read it, write him a letter anyway. Tell him he's an asshole. Dan La Bastard at the Herald. What a, what a bunch of garbage. Yeah, he sure is uh, yeah, a good con artist, yeah.
9: Mr. Speaker, Mr. Vice President, members of the 105th Congress, distinguished guests, my fellow Americans, I have an incomprehensibly large tool. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: You. So
3: what if he did uh, bang Paula Jones? Or what if he did bang a Jennifer Flowers? Don't you remember when he was on with, uh, who was he on with that? The, before he got elected the first time, was it on 60 Minutes? And he and Hillary came on and they did the interview and yesterday had, had these marital problems and he was screwing around and bada bing and bada boom and whatever was going on. And he still got elected. Nobody cares. He still survived the, erection, the election.
8: Nobody cares.
1: Nobody
3: cares. He didn't bang Paula. He just pulled it out.
1: How do you he know that? It Are it you
3: watching out. this thing? They yeah. haven't. And, and they're saying he pulled it out. Mike McCurry, White House spokesman Mike McCurry, just came on in front of the whole press corps and said he didn't bang her, but he pulled it out. How do you like that? And I'm going to tell you something. Anybody that would even even think sexual thoughts with that bitch in the same building, she is, if I were so inclined, which I'm not, no matter what she looked like, but I got news for you. There are few human beings, there are few living beings of any kind, even amoebas would go in the opposite direction if they saw Paula Jones. She is one of the most me looking people. Even Ed Meese looks better than her, okay? That's how bad she looks. Oh my God. She looks, she is so grotesque. I ha, seriously, I have seen penises that look better than her nose,
8: although very similar.
3: And much more appealing, yes.
8: President Clinton
2: is about to address the nation in a rare evening news conference. The White House is anticipating
1: questions about Whitewater. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Good evening, ladies
7: and gentlemen. Good
11: evening, questions. Yes, sir, in the back. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's relevant, but I, I got another underwear question. I think it is highly relevant. Oh, well, cool.
1: Well, could could you show us your underwear? Could I do it? Yes, I could.
11: <laughs> oh, those are great, glow in the dark bullwinkles. Has Janet Reno seen those? I have asked Janet Reno to look at it. Oh, that's great. Hey, well, thanks for the show. Thank you for asking.
9: This is CNN.
5: Packwood can't keep his pecker in his pants. Uh,
1: can't believe Miss Paula Jones said I wanted to jump her bones even though I, I like Hillary. There's things I like she won't do for me. So, how come Paula's blowing the whistle, son? She wouldn't do that in 91. I wish you dropped drop the charges like. I dropped my drawers that faithful night we the Paula Jones and me causing quite a controversy you know we got her high to work for the state I tried to get her to work real late Paula Jones and me trying to get 700 grand for me and I think it's a really strange irony because now she's trying to bring me to my needs
3: So anybody else taking up an office pool as to which day Al Gore becomes Presidente? Which day do you think? Uh, Five days? Ten days? Let's do that. Better than betting on the Super Bowl. Oh, here's Bernadette, whom I did not see last night.
1: Hi, Neil. Before I
3: say anything about Woody Graber and what an asshole he is. (laughs) Yes, we Were you there?
1: It was wonderful. It was pouring rain.
3: It was wonderful? Yep. You must be off your rocker. (laughs)
1: They were crazy. It was fun seeing them all jump up and down and go crazy over a couple of boys.
5: But Nick is cute.
3: How, how, where were you sitting?
5: About ten rows back on the left-hand side of the stage. Ten it was rows great.
3: Pa- wait, wait a minute. Ten rows back from what? From the front? From, the, from stage? the stage? You were ten rows back from the stage.
5: It
1: was awesome.
3: So and no that- wonder you thought it was great. You didn't get soaked. No. Oh my God.
1: No, we were underneath the pavilion. It was
3: awesome. You know something? I am gonna. I'm not a violent person, but I'm gonna go out here on 441. Get a lot of gun shops. I'm going to buy an, uh, some kind of a weapon right no, now.
1: No, and no, gonna, no, no.
3: Woody Graber, you better run for your life, sweetheart, because it's no, all over.
1: No, we no. Would...
3: We were sitting behind the sound pit. You know where that is? In the box right behind the sound pit where all the uh, sound equipment is? Yeah. Like about 400 rows behind you, like about a half a mile away.
1: Oh, no. Oh,
3: yes. And, of course, when you're sitting back there. I was looking the, for you. When you're sitting back there, all the, the, when the wind gets, which was like the whole uh, two hours, it's yeah. blowing all the rain in. And, of course, it's coming on everybody. And then the, also because it's slanted. The back section is slanted downward. Right. So the rain that's coming in now starts forming a lake that runs and stops right at our feet there. It was like sitting in Canandaigua Lake. I thought I was back home again.
1: Oh, no, no. We didn't get it wet at all. It is a
3: major. You didn't get wet at all. Thank Isn't that nice, Bernadette?
1: Well, thank you, Neil. Oh, you're, you're wonderful. S- you're
3: so welcome. It's Have a great, great day. day.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
3: I wondered why I didn't see her, because she had the good seats. Woody Graber gives me his seats. And why didn't Woody Graber or one of you very helpful people out there bother telling me yesterday we get 450 calls with directions? Oh, here's how you get to the Coral Sky Amphitheater. Nobody bothered telling me that this is this thing is a joke. At least take a jacket, maybe, you know, a uh, an umbrella, maybe a poncho, maybe all three of the above. This thing is as open as uh, Kathy Willits. It's as open as Monica Lewinsky. Who? That's right, Monica. That's her moniker. The Coral Sky Amphitheater. So if they paid me a $1,000 to go there again, I wouldn't even think about it. And now I'm hearing, uh, you know, somebody called in yesterday. Oh, I saw Aerosmith there. It was really great. The acoustics are great. Of course, there was a 45-minute warm-up show. Let me just tell you this, okay? The Backstreet Boys were at the Sky Dome in Toronto. They were at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. They performed at the biggest facilities all over the world. They come to the Coral Sky Amphitheater. Aerosmith comes to the Coral Sky Amphitheater. Doesn't it rain like 70% of the days in the year and maybe more than that in Florida? Isn't there, and especially lately with uh, everything that's going on, a chance that you're going to get soaked? Now, all those young hysterical girls there, they didn't care because they were already wet when they came in. But believe me. Soaked. Those hormones were hit. It made no difference. The one sitting way in the back. Pneumonia City, they don't care. And the show was great. The kids were great. They do a great job. They put on a tremendous show. The acoustics in there are great. But what kind of an effing place is that Coral Sky Amphitheater? I wouldn't take my dogs there. You know, and I think about these assholes that go to outdoor concerts, it reminds me, the last playoff game that really sticks in my mind that I went to was the Dolphin San Diego game a few years ago when it poured cats and dogs the entire game. And the third quarter, somebody finally passes me back about a $2 poncho. And, of course, I'm sitting there. and At that point, I just gave up. I figured pneumonia city and I never even got a scratch in my throat for some miracle, just like today. I have no idea how I didn't even get a scratch in my throat either. Because the rain, the wind is just blowing all of this rain in there, like all over your head, and now the lake is forming at your feet. And after they did the last song before the encore, I said, okay, let's get out of here. And we make a run for it. Got, got about halfway toward the back. Cause you can't, from woody seats, you can't go out the uh, front way. Oh no, you can't get through there. You got to go all the way to the back and around all the seating to the parking lot out there in the middle of the pasture. It's like going to the Buffalo, the Buffalo Raceway, the Hamburg Fair in Hamburg, New York. It's a cow pasture, which is nothing wrong with the county fair. I mean, that's fine. Everybody likes pigs and chickens and uh, there are plenty of pigs there. I would say there was like 90% uh, teenage girls there. There was about 5% guys, and then there was a few uh, queens. And so when I finally there's this 15-minute intermission between these waste of time, 45-minute warm-up acts, and when the Backstreet boys come out. So now I figured, well, i got to go take a leak. This is a great time. So I go back there, and I'm walking out. And, of course, now the rain is coming. And I get to the back of the thing, and I start walking away, and I hear some, oh, I just can't wait to see those five beautiful boys, some queen, some screamer back there some screaming queen. And at that point, I wish I would have had like a poncho just to put over my head in shame. Like, what is this faggot doing here, okay? I mean, butch up just a little bit, sweetheart. Oh, I just can't wait to see those five beautiful boys. And by the way, Nick won't be 18 for three more days, okay? So put it away, sweetie. You like a great cigar? I sure do. Boy, what's life without a good cigar? If you're a guy or a woman who wants to be a guy or who just wants to be a macho woman, whatever. Nick's is the place to go to get your great cigars. It's
1: A-M. I like girls. I
9: must have Olympian chapter inside.
1: Can you dig it, can you dig it, can you dig it, can you dig it? I'll get girls. Because every president has a little on the side. But it's a bad situation when the leader of the nation gets his kicks from doing it with ugly chicks. Now, it's not a good situation to end it with a resignation, because my problem is, I can't admit, I do girls. Yankee women with big hair and an overbite. Want to see it, want to see it, want to see it, want to see it. Lots of girls. Kind of like Jack Kennedy, but he had better eyesight. But you see, it's a bad situation. Unlike the Kennedy administration, who went for starlit days as opposed to my repulsive days, and as the leader of this nation, imagine my frustration. They had my role, and I get abroad with a bad nose. Not a good situation if I have to end it with my resignation, because I can't admit, I'm an idiot. And
3: then of course we got this Clinton crap to deal with now. The guy just cannot keep it in his pants, which nobody, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares, but why so many lies? This is gonna be the worst thing. Here's, you know, Hussein is sitting over there now just rubbing his uh, chemical weapons together now. Just having a great time. Because now this obfuscates everything. Even that crazy old man with a dress down there in Cuba, that go takes a, on the back burner. Oh, there he is, Santa Clara, Cuba. They're all ah, El Papa, El Papa, nice dress, Papa. He didn't fall down. He came pretty close to falling down. Pretty damn close. Then we find out that Castor was a one-time altar boy. You wonder why he's whacked out? You wonder why he's a little sour on the church? One-time altar boy, as in
9: Father O'Toole, God. Exactly.
3: So we got all we got Slick Willie to take care of. We got the Coral Sky Amphitheater. We got the Panthers to take care of. Oh, geez! As if it weren't bad enough. Adding insult to injury, after driving home soaking wet from this nightmare experience, one of the worst night, probably the worst experience of my life. Here's a mobile in Delray. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Searching for a living human being. Yes, sir. Yes, I am.
9: Uh, I just uh, turned in late there this, uh, this morning, talking about the Coral Sky and uh, the what up there. What a there. nightmare! A nightmare. The, uh, also, the uh, you're talking about the auditorium. And one of the reasons there's no auditorium anymore is uh, it was sold to uh, the uh, uh, guys in the, in the bicycles and the white shirts and the uh, long pants that ride around and sell you the stuff at the doors. Uh, Jehovah Witnesses bought it.
3: Oh my! Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. They, yeah,
9: they bought it, and there's the no Jehovah's
3: asshole Witnesses yep, bought no the West Palm. Depom- lad-
9: They let the wrestling is going to be out soon, and then there's no more there. No more
3: Purple Palace?
9: Yeah, right. Oh, this place
3: is a joke.
9: The other thing on the Coral Sky, uh, one of the guys with his finger in it, so to speak, uh, is Mr. Hypinga. Oh, no! Oh! Oh,
3: my God!
9: Well, you know, just to show you, you were right there uh, producing it. You know what I'm saying? What, what does
1: he have to do with that joint? He, he, he
9: was one of the founding fathers of that thing, uh, and that helped get put it together. And still, as far as I've heard from some close uh, people, is that he still has a little finger in it.
1: He has
3: his finger in, he has huh? His finger right in it, huh? Rectum, yeah.
9: Mister Hyde is involved in the whole deal. That,
3: that answers everything I need to know. There
9: you go. In closing, can I suck up from one of the T-shirts? Sure,
3: no problem. Hang on, Thanks. especially after all that good info, after the lowdown on line six. Take that. Uh, even what's her name, Monica Lewinsky, never got screwed like that, although she says she did. Well, maybe she can compare notes with Paula. And, of course, now he admits that he did Jennifer Flowers, even though he lied about it. But in his deposition, he said, yeah, I did her. (laughs) We don't care if you can't keep it in your pants. Just don't lie about it. In fact, what they should do is just have him come on there. And with the pictures of all these broads he's done, and I think he probably is rating approval, go up 20%. He get a 90 share easy. Put that JFK in his place. Oh, he's already in his place, but they can't find the brain. Key West, hello. Yes. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes, I am.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's wrong with uh, having a horny president?
3: Nothing wrong with that.
1: Uh, after all, wasn't uh, Kennedy a pretty horny fellow?
3: Kennedy was. Uh, he was horny twenty-four hours a day.
1: Well, yeah. Run, okay. in, but in
3: his case, it ran in uh, the family.
1: Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. I mean. Uh, and, you know,
3: and Nixon had his Chinese mistress.
1: Uh, did he? Yeah. Well, I didn't know about that. And
3: Roosevelt had his mistress, and of course, uh, remember uh, Nelson Rockefeller? He had. Uh, he was happy.
1: Oh, really? Was yeah. He gay? What? Was he gay?
3: He was gay, but not happy. He was happy, but not gay. Something like that.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, I-, I think that Paula Jones is a, a fucking bitch.
3: Okay, that was good. He said Paula is a tramp, but he said she's an effing bitch. That was nice. That was very nice, sir. If you're going to say, that's a fucking bitch, at least put a little bleep in it, okay, you idiot, you foul mouthed old fart. He's just jealous, that's all. This old fart, he hasn't gotten any in 20 years. And like I said, 40 years. Yeah, we got some real tourists coming, folks. We got some real tourists coming because it's not just the hanky panky, but it's the obstruction of justice again, just like in Watergate. It wasn't a little break in there. Nobody gave a crap about Liddy and all those uh, Hunt, all those idiots with that break in at the Watergate complex with that third rate botched robbery. Not too many people got real excited about that because we know all about dirty tricks in politics. But we not only had dirty tricks, we had dirty dick. And if you know anything about hygiene, that's not a good way to go. Which is probably why a lot of guys wash their hands after they uh, take a leak. I'm gonna say it again for the millionth time. How about taking it, washing your hands before you take a leak? Treat it with respect, like the guy said, like the uh, violin teacher said in fame, whatever the hell he was teaching. He said, handle your bow with respect, like you're. Is what he said. Hey, anyway, here's another Arkansas governor with national political as, as, as aspirations, aspirations faces questions of character and ethics at a crucial point in his career. Republican Mike Huckabee, a Baptist preacher who has written the book titled Character is the Issue, is accused of pocketing campaign money and hiding sources of outside income. How do you like that? Another good old boy from Arkansas. The greatest uh, quote in here, Newsweek magazine reported to listen to some of the excerpts of these tapes, you know, that they're all excited about. In which Lewinsky, this is Monica Lewinsky, and by the way, another pig, you know, I mean, can't he, doesn't somebody want to get the president some eyeglasses? Between Paula Jones and this Monica Lewinsky, which sounds kind of like uh, Polish slash Jewish to me. Anyway, they reported, they listened to some of the excerpts and in which she report, purportedly says she planned to lie about her relationship with Clinton if deposed in the Paula Jones case. Now listen to this quote. I will deny it so he will not get screwed in the case, but I'm going to get screwed personally. The magazine quoted the young woman as saying on the tape. Don't you think it's a little late for her to realize that now that she's going to get screwed as in past tense? She did get screwed. She's going to get screwed and uh, she's the, who's the screw and who's the screwy? I think they're all screwy if you ask me. They're all horny up there, okay? They're under a lot of pressure. Leave them alone, for Christ's sakes. They're all a bunch of horny bastards. Leave them the hell alone. What we need is another Franklin Pierce. We need another fag in the White House. Then we won't have all this hanky-panky going on. When you're feeling like Now, don't start eating before we at least get on the air. Al Goldstein is here, Mr. Porno.
10: Listen, if I eat, I get... I, I can't have sex with the radio, uh, because once I eat... hear you, Henry. Okay, that thing okay, okay, and the I'm up. Close, don't huh? eat
3: it. He's no. going to eat the goddamn microphone now. He's going
10: to deep throat it.
3: At least put some... <laughs> At least put some uh, pasta sauce on there
10: first. Yes, I have an apartment. Jeff and Am- Cohen is
3: here from Pizza Loft, by the way. Who wants your business? Look, yes, you on,
10: apartment in Amsterdam. Now you're popping I your w- piece. Can you? You would think with your experience, you'd be able to work something phallic like that a little bit better, would you? George is confusing me with his signals. Oh, look, it's drifting. Okay, can you hear me? I'm, I'm, I'm up. You're hung. okay. You're okay. Okay. For an apartment in Amsterdam, which I love. I'll be there February 9th. What, what are you doing, Sam? That, 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 no, look, look what he just did. What are you, what are you
3: doing here, mister? Get out of here. Put that thing back, and he's parking with our Multiple microphone. Questions. No, you don't want that down. Put
10: it up and hard.
3: Oh, my God. I
10: agree with everything you said about Clinton.
3: Here, let me, let me get up and handle this thing. Here, let me Can turn this. Yet? Shut up a minute. Here, let me, no, give that to me. Here, please. I'm begging you, just quickly. Here, just slide it in. Anybody knows how to slide it in here.
10: Okay. Can you hear me? You know, I want you to say it. You know, I live with Rose, my people. No, you know, you got to. Uh, okay, can you hear me now? In the God, minute.
3: you're like the guy with the bagpipes, for Christ's okay. sake. Can
10: you hear me, George? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what is this? Is this a light bulb? I like,
3: had I had the backstreet Glam on here, two of them, yesterday, and you couldn't hear them either. This is the, the kind of crap equipment they give us to work with. I got an important high-paid Jew a pornographic guest. That's right. Radio Shack <laughs>
1: 994. Exactly.
3: Right. See, if you if you tilt, like, even to the side, which for you, okay. it should be yeah. easy. Okay. I, am I say, up, like,
10: motionless? I, I, it should be easy. Like a Jew having like sex. Like a rock. Like a big rock. This is good <laughs> yeah, to yeah, hear me. Like him. a
3: Jewish woman having yeah. sex. Motionless, right. Yeah. Yeah.
10: Yeah. Speaking of Jewish women, I put aftershave yeah. lotion on and shave, showered mm-hmm. when I came in. She wants to know if you and I are doing it. I said, no, you like you. Men younger, and you don't like a man who's really like you know well hung like me you're, you're
3: <laughs> Rose said that you're gonna be hung.
10: Yeah, yeah. I you wish got you had me. You, I didn't get married. I'm never gonna. I'm 0 for four.
3: You didn't until I, I you. With you, her didn't, her. you didn't even know who Peter North was until yeah. I had to instruct you. To you. Okay? Wait, wait, wait.
10: From the, I got an award, lifetime achievement. This is for you. All the categories, gay, straight, bi. Oh, it's uh, wonderful. Let me interrupt
3: you on something. Do you know? I was reading because I'm trying to think of something good to say about you besides uh, you eat a lot. No, it is not hard at all. But uh, I was reading one of the uh, eight million books I read on the planes. I, I wish the hell I could remember which one it was. And it was about the um, the media and uh, gays. And it was about in the early Stonewall days and about how you the and Screw Magazine one. were the first ones that came out and like, yeah. uh, how about that?
10: Issue one, I had the first.
3: Game so Al on. may put a lot in Screw Magazine, a lot of homophobic stuff in there, but he really loves faggots. I,
10: I'm, I'm bisexual. I've done a few guys. I don't mind it. I not Peter
9: North. No. Oh no. my we could, god. Who
10: could handle that? It's too big. Look at those categories, first I got a lifetime achievement for you know like you first plus you'd,
3: plus you'd have to I mean just everybody has to scatter like you know several yards away. It's true with peter north
10: <laughs> its it is true he's a, he get he's out the
3: lifeboat, sweetheart.
10: I know you're really hot for Ron Jeremy and Randy West. You yeah, want to be a oh man, you right in it. the middle of
3: my lunch. This must be the this must be the new Al Goldstein diet <laughs> to lose your appetite in the middle of the meal to start bringing up the schmutziest, the most disgusting, Ron Jeremy.
10: He's my dear friend, but he's but, a Jew. Jews are ugly and hairy. Jews are
3: mostly ugly and hairy, except for Robbie Benson, right. True,
10: that's why they have to do their secretaries and give hookers money. We yeah. always pay our women.
3: And, and what timing, too? What about Clinton with all these ugly bitches oh, that he's doing? He Isn't so that so right that?
10: about that. I would rather Clinton, was doing the Pope.
3: Right. Uh, At Pope. least that would be interesting. Probably the Pope wishes it, too.
10: <laughs> I'm not so sure <laughs> about Because he
3: that. looks like he's very close to the end, if you know what I'm saying.
10: But I want you to keep that book because it's all the categories and best costume in a porno film. It's, it's amazing. And I got an award for the Lifetime Achievement for from, from my 19 arrests. You know I've been fighting this battle yeah. and for a long time. But uh, it's a fascinating... How come,
3: how come they made a movie about Larry Flint and they haven't made a movie about you yet?
10: Because I can walk. Oh, is that it? I wasn't shot. Well,
3: I've I mean, got news for you. In about another week, I would say you'll solve that problem. So <laughs> this, this meal might get the movie made. I hope This could do it.
10: You know, I know you're a cigar smoker. Now, I because, I, because you are a homosexual Jew.
3: A Jew fag, yeah.
10: Atheist. I'm not going to give you this one to carry a cigar, and I'm giving you this one.
3: You Isn't that cigar. beautiful? I mean, you know, well, I hope like it's circumcised.
10: circumcised. Yes, it is. Because you talked about the, you know, the operations. You know sometimes you have to go to a restaurant someplace and when you put your cigar out. it's a nice cigar.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's nice beautiful. It's got a spring in it and the whole day, a cigar holder, uh, penis-shaped. Well, not really penis-shaped. Penis-colored. Circumcised, colored. Too, circumcised no- and penis-colored although I've never seen a penis quite that I, color. I've <laughs> seen many of them, but not quite that color.
10: I my this art one's almost
3: like Technicolor. Maybe this is what Jim's penis looks like, that Randy was always talking about. I think she No, that one's one. straight.
10: Uh, no yeah, this p-
3: one is straight. Uh, she, here's this curve. Like no there.
10: veins. You see, my art department. This woman, Donna, paints this on. I mean, these you can't buy. It's hand-painted. If
3: I could tell you what that... Are you hearing him okay in there?
8: No. No, uh, no. Uh, George... me do No, no, I'm going
3: to you not, know... This microphone is the biggest piece of crap, and I told you yesterday I got Kevin from the back Street Boys, and AJ, I mean, forget about A, he's off to the side. You can't hear them, and you wonder why the hell uh, we're going off the air on this place. Okay. they got if equipment that on, I wouldn't uh, wish. George,
10: buy a microphone. <laughs> George, where's George? Huh. George, buy a microphone. Come on. Rent the radio shack. So I have
3: these guys on the show, these kids yesterday, who are hotter than a pistol. You've probably never heard of them. You're too old. I heard
10: the kids calling in for free tickets. But,
3: so in the liner notes on their CD, in fact, I, well, I've got it here somewhere. It's Jesus this, and I want to thank the Lord. But anyway, so what are they talking about yesterday? Because they've been the last year touring the world. And about how great Europe is and how there's so much light years ahead and so much more enlightened. And they have so much better sex education. And the kids are so much more broad-minded. And how much they love Amsterdam and what a trip to Red Light District was. Oh, of course, they show you, Take these repressed American goyim like that, and you let them go around the world and see what the real world is all about. It's uh, a miracle.
10: Well, as I told you, I took an apartment. God, I ATM. wish I could
3: hear you. Okay.
10: Well, what ahead. should I do? Should I, should no, should just I, keep I, talking. You want me to sit in your lap? I'm, well, I'm oh, oh
3: geez. I'm not ready for
1: suicide yet. <laughs> no. But
10: Amsterdam. I, I'm at a coffee shop. I'm having refa for two dollars, mm-hmm. Moroccan hash, uh, smoking Cuban cigars, and there's sex action two blocks away. And the, that, and you know, that's a society that runs beautifully. The trams are on time. Right. Everything works. The herring in May is wonderful. There's
3: not even long lines at McDonald's. Nothing. There. And yeah. then I'm
10: thinking, and we think we're free in America. Mm-hmm. I love it that they're merchants. They, 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 if it moves, they'll sell it. So you're welcome to my apartment. It's in, it's in the red light. It's dinner? in the red light district, which I know you'll hate being. In. It's, it's, it's the hustling, hot area. That's where I want to be. I signed the lease in two weeks. Yeah. And it's uh, $1,600. It, uh, it's about That's 800 bucks a price. month. Yeah, it's peanuts. So, in other words, it's cheap to live there? Is that what you're telling me? No, but this place I found is great. Cause I wanna, I, what is it, like a,
3: a, a two-by-four room in a youth Very hostel? tiny.
10: One flight to walk up. If you're a resident of Amsterdam... Oh, it's very tiny, and you're going to walk up the flight? I'll be carried by Rose.
3: So why don't you just bring me the key, and you'll never be able to get if in you there anyway.
10: carry me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're a yeah. resident of Amsterdam, you're allowed to grow eight, eight joints. So I want to learn uh, What's it horticulture. I, I, I want to have a green thumb. I want to grow my own grass, have Cuban cigars, and I want to ignore this American government nonsense. I hate our country because we have leaders like Clinton.
3: So i say, I say when we impeach uh, Clinton, we ought to, like, make you president. I'd be good. That would be excellent.
10: I'd be good. Then everybody
3: could wear that T-shirt that says, F <laughs> you, I have enough friends. I love that. Hey,
10: I've made this offer to you many times. Midnight Blue is on C-Band. If you ever want a scrambler you just call me. I'll get you one free. Yeah,
3: but I might accidentally come across their one Jeremy. The urine. Oh, but yeah, the you tr-
10: Oh, well. Choice of three stations every every minute. So yeah. you if Ronnie's on or Randy West is on, switch to another station. You're, I can save you three hundred dollars. You
3: got. got to um, say this, dude. The fact that Ron Jeremy has actually made money in the porno <laughs> business. No, you know you're laughing, but you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. The fact that he it goes to show you the Jews are the best. Uh, mer- merchants in the universe because the fact that anybody would pay to see him doing anything. I mean, I'd pay him to put more clothes on.
10: But th- but that's the reason. Because you're gay. Think of me as a straight man. I have a woman. I, w- I want some action. I want the way,
3: straight guys want to see Ron no, Jeremy naked? No, we want They want to see
10: a guy we, with a huge puppet? No, we want our women to see Ron Jeremy so they like us.
3: The only thing Ron Jeremy's got going for him is he's double-jointed. Yes, and he's, he's too fat funny.
10: now. Well, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? George? George, you really have to learn your trade.
3: Okay, let me do the break. This So help me God, this is so unbelievable, this place. This is Beasley Broadcasting at its finest, folks. We can't even have a big 600 pound guy here who doesn't even move around a little, sit down in front of a microphone. This is the equipment here I wouldn't wish on Heinrich Himmler. I wouldn't wish it on uh, WIOD, for crying out loud. That's how bad it is.
1: WIOD? Oh, I hate that station.
3: Listen, if you want.
1: Me. Get the honey, Junior. Al Goldstein, the
3: purveyor of porn. The uh, Jew uh, porn man. I always, I always mention that. By the way, of course, not that the Goldstein wouldn't give it away. But uh, you no, know, you know these people always talking about the Jews being the purveyors of pornography and being the problem with Hollywood and with TV and everything. All these virulent anti-Semites. It's a good excuse.
10: But the really rich ones are not Jews. Larry Flint, Hugh Hefner, Bob Guccione. Right. I'm like a minor luminary, a small player. Small potatoes, as we say.
3: So here's the new issue of um, Screw Magazine. You, 30
10: years. This year is our 30th anniversary. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going to have a big party in September.
3: I hope oh, so you're it. giving away cats in New York. It says guaranteed free pussy for you, so they must be giving away cats at Screw Magazine. And here's, uh, now, have you ever done an Asian chick? Have you ever done Asian wonderful. Yeah. very neat. Asian men also.
10: Very tiny. You know, if you go to a, a bordello in Bangkok or Japan, they charge a white, a Caucasian more, because because we're, we're more well hung.
3: So no, would they charge you by the inch.
10: Yeah, so it's like two inches I pay for. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> you got double
3: on me. I'll tell you that.
10: So, I was asking that the other day about um, very. Detailed. I don't want to get too personal you're very kind and I'm tiny too no
3: but sir I understand I do I'm being tiny no, but you know something if you lost 600 pounds you'd I'd find find, you'd find an extra inch or two okay.
10: in the James Bond movie there's a great line James Bond says that I am a cunning linguist yeah that's what I am I'm a cunning linguist so women still find me attractive so in other words I have don't a, even you have a tool. great
3: tongue is that what you're that's
10: saying that's it I've already been and a surgeon you
3: and you can't you've been surgically
9: what?
10: Removed. I'm now a woman. So when I look <laughs> down on a woman I'm I'm a lesbian. No 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 it's gay sex So That's why I identify with you in the gay world. I'm a, I'm homosexual. I wanted to be a feminist, and I wanted to be a lesbian. And, and if the, if the two Jewish wives and the Jewish fiance, I have nothing.
3: But you're not married. You're not going to get married. To I you.
10: love her deeply, but, but I don't want the judges How deep and me? the lawyers I like this. Uh,
3: marry a Jewish
10: lawyer? Yeah. Would you marry a Jewish No, lawyer? but are you
3: actually having sex with this woman? I don't want to give uh, uh, Yes. Well, well
10: Yes. Well, well, every two sex. months. I think, uh, tomorrow's night that. Every two months,
3: like a major workout? I work. You have to go into training for
10: it? I do, uh, tongue, uh, uh, Tongue-in-cheek. aerobics. Tongue and cheek, yes. But you're not having intercourse. I don't believe in it because I'm too fat. <laughs> I knew it. What did I tell you yesterday? I knew it. I knew it. I'm oral sex. I all feel the way. so
3: much better about life in general. Now. Yeah. No.
10: Well,
11: I mean, I don't want to make it a personal thing. I'm trying to embarrass
3: I... you into losing some weight. I did it once before, and you yeah, shrunk I up know. like a you look, know. I'm you look human to. there for a I while.
10: No, no, I'm, I'm not as large as the I mean.
3: Saw, thank God we at least got the Pope to pick on. Now we saw him yesterday. The Death Watch is on big time, and by yeah. the second, yeah. by the second, he's and not looking too good for it. He's thin, too. Yeah.
10: He has a factory around the Pope. I've done him. He has, a, you, <laughs> back them. he has a fat rear end, huh? People don't say
3: he that. Well, he'll fit right in in Cuba, man, yeah. because all the Cubans have got, uh, they especially like- women.
10: Why is it they're so proud that they fat-sized? I mean, if I was fat some of these Spanish women with, with their short pants, I, I, I would cover up. I mean, if you're big and fat, at least you're but, smart enough but not to work around with you. you did
3: moon George before you came on the air. That did. was the most oh, disgusting God. thing I've ever seen in my life. You
10: know, he, he got a wreck. I got a little boge. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he, right. he
3: had a wreck, all right. In fact, anybody that saw your moon would, uh, would have a wreck.
10: His wife, Crystal, happens to love my moon.
3: Does she really? I bet it's a
10: cockamamie. <laughs>
3: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So, what are we going to do about your weight? Um, How did you lose the weight the last?
10: I went to North Carolina, place called the North Rice Diet. Yeah, ah, my, oh, my, my, that, oh, that, that that's up. not. And then I discovered a Biscuitville. So I went to Biscuitville. I tried it. My you, mind "Don't, don't you know starch. that Jews don't eat biscuits? Uh, they're tasty. Yeah, you don't do like you anything bitter? is tasty. You don't eat biscuits. No. What's your binge food? Ice cream? ice cream?
3: Ben and Jerry's.
10: Uh, you see, Did uh, you, you never you have, Neil, Neil, do listen me,
3: no, fish food. Did you ever have Ben and Jerry's fish food? No. I swear to God, a pint of that will set you off on a binge, the likes of which, <sighs> I'm telling you, it's like real, 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 super dark chocolate, loaded with whipped cream, and marshmallows, and big chunks of chocolate. It's like Rocky wrote only a like times. Cooking as, as,
10: cooking. As, yeah,
3: get out of here with that.
10: We'll go to leave. Two times.
3: I was just thinking that, too, that fat sort of thing. Yeah. Okay.
10: What, what, you know, that's the, 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 the,
11: see, that's the problem. Fat people
10: like to eat.
11: How, what's what's that, wrong with
3: eating? You know, if We could just lose the goddamn weight we like to eat. We
10: appreciate food. What's that hubby-bubby flavor?
3: Hubby-bubby. That's oh. for old Jews, yeah. They sell that in the village.
10: I have a friend who's a food reviewer. His name is Bill Fox. He's a big, fat guy. He's always on the diet, but he gets fatter. <laughs> I I went to this place in West Palm Beach he had a oh, I, didn't, I didn't
3: like that last breath I heard there. Yeah, <laughs> like that.
10: Well, I was I was going to chew my, my <laughs> yeah. <off>. I didn't <laughs> like the last breath, but but for two hours we never once talked about sex, vaginas, penises, any of that. Yeah. We talked only about, about food.
3: Mm-hmm.
10: Boring. You would have loved it. You want to talk about sex? Food's far more interesting. No. More diverse. I mean, only they ha-
3: the difference being. That you can only have sex for so long, but
10: you can eat for a lot more. You can,
3: you can <laughs> eat forever.
10: Yeah, yeah. Now
3: in your case, it sounds like you can do both.
10: Yeah. all during, three, during, all
3: depending on what you're eating. Yeah,
10: during a meal, I, I can I can turn to a barf bag, throw up, go back to the buffet table. <laughs> sex? What can I do? <laughs> Unless I use a splinter, I can't do it again. Okay, B- great buffet. Okay, what's your favorite buffet? let's talk
6: food.
1: I
10: think they talking pretty. <laughs> Pritikin's a fat guy. So in other words, you don't want to
3: lose weight. Is what you're no. saying? You're happy being I fat. I live for food. Even though you, even though you know you're going to kill yourself. I'd rather
10: die five you years did. early. You did,
3: You just got to tell me before you came on here that you did the uh, the fenfen thing.
10: Yeah. And two that you've
3: got a bad valve. Yes. You did for two weeks, and you've already got a bad valve in your heart. Right. Nice.
10: Wasn't worth it. I should have stayed fat. Yeah. I would have been healthier. How many people die at a buffet table? Neil, people die and break legs at gyms. Show me someone with a wrist strain at a buffet (laughs) table. I, I you know I have a friend in LA who takes 150 pills. I said you're going to be jogging on the side of the road. The truck is going to run you over.
3: But you're not ready. You're not old enough for Sadie's buffet. No,
10: uh, there's some nice buffets. Oh, what about Las Vegas? I went to the hotel you hated. Uh, uh, Rio, Rio You went to the Rio Suite, yeah, because the oh food was God. good. Eight ninety-five that lunch. <laughs> nine food stations. You gamble. <laughs> I don't. The food was great. <laughs> I, I was there for two hours eating. And then I had my friend Teller join us. My friend, friends, plural. Oh, how's
3: Alex Bennett doing,
10: by the way? I haven't spoken to Alex in well, a He was fired, you know.
3: Was he was really? Working, yeah. Alex Bennett was fired. Oh! Oh, what a piece of bad news, huh? <laughs> what for lack of talent? I uh, thought he was big out there. I thought. That, I thought uh, so. I always
10: said sure he was number one. Yeah. I went to my friends' board. I, when he
3: worked with us. I thought he was number one and number two.
10: Well, Bring my choice back of friends, Alex Bennett. For gosh sake. do yourself a favor, will you, pal? Oh! Yeah, <laughs> I talk entirely about it, your friend Kane. Yeah, he called me three three years ago. Wanted to talk to me. I, said, I, would, hey, I
3: would have thought by now you would have had a tummy tuck and your face redone and your eyeballs redone. That that's his whole stick now is. Uh,
10: know making guinea
3: pigs. And yeah, pen-
10: penile, penile implants. Penile implants, which in is. your case. What's the point? I want a hot dog enlargement. That's all I want. I, 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 no, food, food recipes, good food, desserts. That's what it's all about. <laughs> September, we're having a party in New York. I hope you'll drag your tail into New York for the 30th anniversary party.
3: I haven't been to New York. in Wait I, I think New York is too sterile now for me.
10: Oh, the food's good. You go to Disney. You'll visit the Disney people on 42nd Street. Then we'll show you sleeves in the meat market. <laughs> we have a woman who strips with an archer. He shoots arrows and he strips her clothing off. And we're going to throw a extra money name for her head, so we'll have entertainment value. But New
3: York must be boring now, though. Uh, the mayor cleaned up the whole goddamn Times Square. Who now wants to go you to such a boring
10: know, place? You can't even jaywalk. But El Molino's great food.
9: Yeah.
10: El uh, Molino where? In New York uh, in or the, here? Uh, no, no. Here? Uh, uh, there's one here, no. I'm talking about the we one in two New of York. Them here. Yeah. the one in New York on 3rd Street. One yeah. Great Italian, Casabella, Little Italy. You come to New York for three days with me, I'll fatten you up.
3: I have a better idea. You'll come to Rome with uh, me.
10: No, let's go to Amsterdam together. You but know. not
3: for food. Now see what are you no, gonna do
10: herring. What, what are you gonna oh, herring in there? Jesus because God. Think, the food
3: in Amsterdam mediocre. is the worst. You better you better be yeah. in training and ready for a lot of sex because the food there, either Terrible. sex or drugs or yeah. both. Because the food there I ate and I, I told us on here, I ate most of my meals at McDonalds. I was doing the Atkins. I threw away the buns. I would stand yeah. there and they don't even look at you, you know, like in Amsterdam, nobody cares what you're doing or you know. And so you throw away the bun, you're standing with a wax paper around the meat, and you just got meat in your mouth, which you do a lot in Amsterdam anyway. And, uh, and that was it. That was the highlight, was eating at McDonald's, which anywhere else in the world I would never go near that's there. Right. But that's as good as it gets in Amsterdam.
10: Mediocre food, not in the eastern plates, the food's boring. We would bring rosemary. and the Chinese
3: food, man. I'm going to tell you something. Stay away unless you want grotesque hemorrhoids. I don't want to say this in the middle of your, no. have a mouthful of food. although in your case, it won't make any difference. But that's that. Three and a half months I suffered until I finally got rid of hemorrhoids from eating Chinese food in Amsterdam. Six they days. put enough pepper and yeah. enough spices and enough MSG. It's on because they figure everybody's stoned anyway. Yeah. They won't know the difference.
10: Right. I'm thrilled you love it because it's a great country. It, it is, is.
3: The whole country. Which, have me. you been to another part like uh, Utrecht or the Hague? I the
10: Hague. I Hague. The Hague. I went to the Hague. Yeah.
3: I remember the mayor of New York. Remember Frank Hogue? He used to be the mayor of New York. And how I was did. it? Boring?
10: It's boring. But a friend of mine has a, has a, a dungeon there. And and she <laughs> put my friend in, Dennis Hopper, owns this uh, whorehouse in Carson, Nevada, and beat him up for two hours. Beat him up for two hours, and he had 12 orgasms in... 31 minutes. You, with, something with proctology and stuff. We don't want to go into it. It's too graphic. <laughs> <laughs> them.
5: You ain't the only.
10: Pornographer Supreme.
3: I forget about the pornography. You're not into that. Eater Supreme Al Goldstein is here. That's true. And, and he just... Now, did you really eat the cereal that you brought the last time?
10: I know. I bought another box. I was at Costco yesterday. I love it. I, had the, I got the honey Cheerios. Cheerios is good for you.
3: So anybody out there that's on a diet, I'm sure that Al and I are really helping you accomplish your goal. We'd like to
10: eat with you. Hopefully. Now, if if you're going to offer yourself
3: right there <coughs> for this last meal, I want you to, to notify us when you're going to do this. We can get better publicity than the goddamn Pope. If I die on the air? So, now let me see. Is, the there, is this issue before? Is this
10: pre-the Pope?
3: Uh, yeah, I didn't, sure I didn't those...
10: even do the Pope. Yeah. You didn't I do the Pope. Like I didn't even. You know, I didn't think of it as real. And then I figured... Not even the Pope of Greenwich Village? No, but you know, it's it's so boring. The, the <laughs> and the politicians and the news—it's it, uh, all they talk about is Miami and the fascist Cubans who left. At least George is a liberal, but I hate, I, I, I hate these expatriates who have left Fidel, and, and none of them ever defend Batista. They wouldn't have been a Fidel except for Batista, mm-hmm. and all they want is their property back, but they ripped off everyone else. At the point of Batista, 90% of the, of the country was why illiterate. They, why
1: would
3: they rip Batista? They were buddies with Batista. That's right, because he they gave them things. In crime.
10: They're, I mean, they are the ultimate who is, the Cuban c- community. I, I, I believe that. <laughs> and if they roll a cigar for me, I understand if they put a cat's Tail in it, but they are gross people. I mean, they blow up <laughs> museums. They're anti-freedom, they, and then, and then, of course, Clinton being the pimp he is. Uh, I mean, I can't believe we're anti-Cuba. China's all right. Vietnam, we had a war with, and now we have an embassy. We are a, a despicable country. I mean, I really, one more and more, think I'm going to live in Amsterdam permanently. But you know something, now, like what what happened in Copenhagen? Look at how the rest of the world
3: is becoming more uptight and more like this country yeah. and more sanitized. The whole world is becoming
10: sanitized. I know.
3: Perverts like us are out of business.
10: Yeah. But, but no, we, we all what are. happened in
3: Copenhagen? Did you, were you ever there? I was
10: there. I remember Tivoli Gardens. I remember I'm night. not talking about
3: Tivoli Gardens. <laughs> Long before I ever went to Copenhagen, that was the capital of That's pornography. Right. That's right.
10: That's right.
3: And now it's like, uh, forget it. Like, uh, we had enough and we're not interested. Now we go to Tivoli Gardens and we march around and it's a little uh, boring. I mean, talk about boring. People are very nice.
10: And Florida has always been the worst. Closed and worried about topless clubs and stuff. You know as well as I do, in all your years of radio, in all your years of being in front of this microphone, have you ever found the following statement not to be true? The more moralistic the person is in public, the more of a hypocrite he is in private.
3: Sure, and the more homophobic they are, the more likely it is
10: that they're in closet. He wants to do it. Jimmy Swaggart, I mean, I know you don't like issues, but whether it was Jimmy Swaggart or Jim Baco, my first arrest, and many older, the guy then went to jail three years later. What about Keating? And then, I, I don't know if you missed this, but two days ago, because of my dish, I either saw Extra or Inside Edition. There was a guy on TV six months ago, a cop, who would list the names of Johns who were busted. He just got busted for corruption. Good. It, it, doesn't it always happen? It never fails. Uh, uh, that's the thing I hate about Clinton. I mean, you're right, bad taste. But he wants to worry about indecency on the Internet selling penthouse at PX's, that low life. I mean, I loathe him for his <laughs> hypocrisy because I, I, I just did an editorial, he's so self-hating for his sexual excesses, he doesn't want to have any of us have any fun but him. He wants all the ugly women for himself. I really do hate but him. But you do know the day is going to come, maybe we won't
3: live to see it, but the day will come that somebody is going to have the balls to stand up and say what you just got through saying. Yeah. It'll come eventually. I hope so. And people so. say, well, wait a minute. You know something? We don't care about these
10: things. It's all a bunch of bullcrap. It's all political uh, claptrap. Because, again, just go but the nobody way. Nobody cares
3: there. how much he's screwing around. I nobody know. really cares right. that if he had enough
10: intelligence
3: not to be lying about it, not to be covering it up. He's yeah. going to wind up with the same thing that Nixon wound up with. Yeah. You mark my words. It's going to be the same crap again.
10: I agree with you. I, I, My fair with Amsterdam is, I'm sure you pick a low fair, New York to Amsterdam, KLM, two $300 round-trip coach. You fly coach? Yeah, yeah. I tried to do upgrades. I, yeah, well, cargo? I live, <laughs> cargo. Animal rates. You fly coach, a big shot like you. I, I, yeah, I, guess
1: I
3: can't. Yeah. How do you fit that well, ass? I, I, Seriously, how do you fit that 600-pound ass into a coach seat? What do you do? You get three seats, one for your wife? No, I, I
10: say it's emergency row. In this. Oh, I haven't done it yet. I, 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 I did fly uh, other airlines first class. It's the first time I'm doing coach. And I don't want to cash you're, my mileage.
3: Guaranteed
9: you're going in, you're going in cargo. Guaranteed.
3: <laughs>
10: There's
3: no, there is no way. They'll stick your ass on oh. that meat scale that they got there where you gotta put your, uh, luggage on.
9: The following is only, uh, is,
10: uh, uh, not apocryphal, but real. Tomorrow I'm flying to LA. I'm gonna be on Friends, a March 12th episode. There's some scene involving, uh, pornography, and they're gonna have me on camera. Really? March 12th. But not naked.
3: Uh, not naked. At oh, thank
10: God. You no, know, the screen isn't big enough to show my huge male member. So I want to hear you about this work relief program you have for uh, uh, Puerto Ricans and uh, Cubans. Rodriguez, when when is his time up and, you, and then you hire the the, the next Spanish uh, uh person? Well, so George has got a three year employment contract. If his him. time is up, the next one's gonna be look a lot better than that. Yeah, why do you hire someone you can't bag? I mean I mean do you do them? Do you grease them up? I'm not the least bit interested. Why is that so I think you have got a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why don't you hire somebody you can do? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I only hire people I want to have sex with. But one quick question before you go into your uh, commercial. I bought, um uh, on my birthday, I paid for, as usual, uh, George's meal and his wife's meal. Now where was this? Uh, a place called Hops. Good steak for $12. But here's my question. House of Pancakes? I, mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Hops is called. Uh, my question is, is this meal I have, does this count as equal? I mean, no. And was, has he reciprocated, or have you
8: reciprocated? I was going to take online. you out tonight, but you're going to the track, so I am I'm going to the track again. Yeah, You escaped again. Are
11: you searching for a new sensation in dining? If you're tired of that same old bump and grind, then why not revisit an old friend and eat at the Y? That's right, folks, because here at the Y, we've turned our old facilities into a mouth-watering buffet. And you've never seen a spread like this one, featuring some of the most delicious entrees you've ever tasted. And if you like eating Mexican, you'll love the Y because every night is taco night. Or if you enjoy the taste of wild game, our chefs prepare a lip-smacking sautéed rabbit baked in a golden flower crust! That's right! Pear pie. It's all here. Literally mounds of piping hot food, including juicy steaks, cooked medium rare. Because when you eat at the Y, all the meat is pink in the middle. Or if you like spicy food, here's an unusual entree, a red-hot Cajun mule steak. Talk about a piece of ass that brings tears to your eyes. It's lip-smacking goodness you won't want to miss. So, the next time you eat out, slide on down to the Y. Located just north of Percy Highway, off the number one egg.
1: Don't eat at the Y. That's a good point. So you think you're
3: a little more with the woman, but you really aren't sure because you have no idea what it's like.
10: That's right. I try to. Uh, but I thought you
3: were having the operation. I thought you were, like on the way to being one, since you can't find your penis. Yeah, but
10: it's not complete yet. Yeah. You know, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on different hormones.
3: It's just slightly inverted at this point. It is,
10: and, it, and actually, it's bigger than George. I mean, I've
3: heard of an ingrown toenail. Now, maybe in yeah. size, we talking. But if, about.
10: if it's really ingrown, I could do myself. No, but uh, I, I, every woman I've interviewed, I don't want to get wrong, because I know you're doing that telephone one.
3: Yeah, and, pl- and plus the uh, dumpers off too. So don't Okay, no, be train.
10: regular. But every every porno actress and I interviewed them for Midnight Blue, my show of 22 years. I always ask them who who is better at conniving as a man or a woman. Everyone never been an exception. Every woman has said a woman. It's no surprise. And I'm always amazed that uh, uh, if, if my woman was with another woman, I find it a turn on. Uh, Would find it a turn on. But if, she, if if I said, hey, maybe I, do you want to see me with a man, she'd say, oh no, 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 you're a faggot. So we really accept bisexuality in women. We love it as men. But women don't like their men being gay. Because maybe, I don't know. I mean, what you say, don't? The women I know. No, they said, don't. No.
8: That's yucky. So well, there must be
3: a, a real, a lot of unhappy women married to Cuban guys.
10: Well, they're the worst, right? Because, yeah, because Cuban men are, are very highly Cuban bisexual. men and
3: Italian men are almost all of them bisexual. And of course, the more they deny it, now, Italian men won't deny it. They won't yeah, talk
10: yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, right. It.
3: But Cuban men will deny it vehemently. And the more they deny it, the more that means they are.
10: Well, if you look in the pages of Screw, where you'll see all those transvestites, and we call them chicks with dash, you know, uh, pre-ops, 98% of them are Spanish, uh, either Puerto Rican or Cuban. So there must be a real... Well, that's
3: real big in, uh, say, Paulo and Rio, really? right? In fact, more that they say that's where the men are men, and so are the women.
10: <laughs> that's funny. It's true, though. I have seen Wednesday is Advertising Day at my office in New York City, and I see these Extraordinarily beautiful women. And then they turn around and they're guys. So I, I can't tell gender anymore. And when I was young, to me, a gay guy was effeminate. He walked his dog. you know. Now a gay guy is somebody who's...
3: Only a, gay guys walk their dog? Well, uh, but that, that was, <laughs> there must one be one. a lot of fags in my neighborhood. I see all these people, all these married guys walking their dogs. Well, they're, that's they're, they're, a telltale
10: sign. And guess what? I don't walk my dog. How do you like that? But, but, okay, this was my... Uh, a theory in the 1950s but now you know a, a guy can be a quarterback, a football player. all the stereotyping i 've ever done on gay or straight has has, has, a, has, has dissipated, and i don 't care how many hockey games you watch, how many times you see the godfather I mean, it doesn 't make you macho you have you have the accoutrements of a macho guy what
3: what is macho?
10: Macho is a guy who's a sports fan. All these, I hate sports and I hate sports fans. We won. This this
3: is good that you got into this because on this radio station being, you know, sports 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 20 hours ponderous, they really believe, and there are times you'll hear some of these guys almost come right out and say it. They believe that unless you're a real, I'm not talking about just a hockey fan like I am, and I used to like other sports but they become boring, but unless you live and breathe sports and love to gamble on it too, that you're a faggot, that, that basically you're a real panty, that you're not a real man unless Sports is your entire life.
10: I feel that all the people who listen to this station, all these fans yelling and saying we won, we we won. I think of T.S. Eliot, the, the hollow men, the empty men, get a life. We didn't win. It's like looking at Ron Jeremy in a film, having sex, saying we got laid. No, you can get laid. Ron Jeremy got laid. It's curious. And
3: wasn't it grotesque?
10: It's like watching me at a buffet. We ate? No, I ate.
3: You moron,
10: you saw me eating. <laughs> I mean, this vicarious... You know, that
3: that would be, I just gave you the next best idea for Screw Magazine. Maybe you already did it, but I doubt it. Is to out all the uh, gay athletes.